0: Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Pika Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with River Brown and Reef Bailey. And this is episode 78. In this episode, we will talk about March Madness and give our predictions for the Sweet 16. Then we will talk about all the moves that happened during the trade deadline and give our thoughts on Draymond Green calling himself the best defender of all time. Then we're going to talk about Charles Barkley also saying James Harden is the best offensive player of all time. He he called James Harden the best offensive player of all time. And we're going to talk about the MVP race, the Clippers' title chances, and to end the basketball portion of the episode, we will then talk about the Atlanta Hawks' recent success. And transitioning to football, we aren't going to talk much football, but we're we're just going to talk about Deshaun Watson's allegations and who we think the Saints' starting quarterback should be. And give a team that we believe would be Super Bowl contenders if they had a different quarterback. This is now episode 78, and we have a special guest, Reef Bailey. We went to high school with him. He played basketball, so he knows what he's talking about. If I'm not mistaken, you you did score 1,000 points.
1: Um, I did not make it there. Oh. I was creeping up the walls. You didn't play your senior year, right? I didn't play my senior uh. year. I yeah, stopped playing my junior year. So, unfortunately, I didn't make it there. But I like to believe that if I continued playing my senior year, I would have reached yeah, that mark. Actually, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Solid. Where did you finish off at? um i don't know my exact count to be honest um kind of stopped paying attention to it i kind of lost focus when i decided to you know go a different paths so um i kind of lost mark so i don't have that answer for you but maybe i could backtrack and and then come back and, and let you know <laughs> all
0: right so this is episode 78 and a lot yeah. of stuff happened within the nba world a lot of trades yeah. today and i mean some were very notable some were not but before we get into that we're going to talk about March Madness, how it's been so far. We're going to predict what we think is going to happen in a Sweet 16. So what do you think was the biggest upset of March Madness so far? I'll start with you, Riv, because you know a lot about college basketball.
2: I think Virginia. You know, Virginia was the biggest upset just for the simple, well, I, I can't even say that because they always show us that an upset is always brewing when you play them. And I, I think it's honestly hilarious. I think Oregon State making the run that they made, you know, beating Cade last week, well, a couple days ago, and making the upset. Even going back to the conference tournament, you know, they were projected to be the worst team in the conference winning the whole thing, and now in the Sweet 16, I think that was a phenomenal thing. So I think definitely giving them the edge. Loyola Chicago doing it again. I know they had a magnificent run a couple years ago, so I think that's something to be talked about. But March Madness, you know, this happens all the time. It's literally just a one game you can be at your best at any moment, and it's funny because it always happens to great teams; they always collapse. But I think this year is just showing us that we're on a collision course to see Gonzaga and Alabama, mm. and I think that's probably going to be the best game mm. of the year.
0: That's what I want to see too. Yeah, it, it definitely like uh, <clears throat> this year though has been way more than normal. Oh yeah, mm. I, there have been a lot of upsets. See, I, I think Oral Roberts to me, yeah, <sighs> their run beating Ohio State, then beating Florida. You can talk about Oregon State beating Tennessee. Than Oklahoma State, I was rooting for Cade Cunningham to make it farther. Me too. He, I'm not gonna lie, he he didn't play too well in the in the second half. When he needed to play well, he didn't play too well. What about you, Reed? What did you think?
1: Um to be honest I'm going to co sign you with the Oral Roberts over Ohio State. Um at least that was what was trending like what I seen from like social media and the people that I talked to people seemed the most surprised about Ohio State losing that game. Um but I agree with Riv, man like it's it's more common than we than we think. Um you know being in March Madness you only get one game so if you're not performing at your best if you didn't come to play you're, you're going out. So um I expected Ohio State to go a little further especially coming in the 2 seeds. so to see them losing the first round like that was tough but shout out to Oral Roberts man shout out to the underdogs. I
2: think it's like interesting too because like a lot of times like say for example I'm a coach for Kansas right Mm -hmm. and you coach like UTEP and you coach like Murray State there's not much, we've never seen each other play exactly. so this is the first time even though we could watch all the tape in the world but a powerhouse going up against a mid-major you really are going to take them lightly because you feel like you're playing down the competition I think that's what happens to these two seeds I didn't think Ohio State should have been a two seed, I thought they were overrated but at the same time I feel like when you walk into a a game like that you're going to look at other team and like oh they're not as good as we are but in a sense it's just you're a power you're a powerhouse that team is probably just as good but they don't play the level of competition you play I agree
1: S-
0: so you're the bask the college basketball expert here because <laughs> I don't I don't watch college basketball like that I, I've yeah, tried to either. watch it but it's there's hard. just it, not it, enough it, time it, to watch it. When yeah when you're trying to watch NBA you're trying to watch NFL like yeah. college basketball just seems like ah, uh, you could put it off aside. So yeah, I'm the side. So I know guy. you bet on it a lot.
2: I'm dude. the guy who watches college over the NBA and NFL. Yeah, oh, you're one of those. Yeah, okay. you joked on me one day because yeah. I was—I think it was a playoff game on. I was watching like a yeah. college basketball game. I was doing something. I was yeah. like, are you really watching college? Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's just, it's yeah. just yeah. what I do. do you do. find yeah, it, it more competitive?
1: Because I've heard that for a lot of reasons for why people prefer no, college. they miss a it. lot
2: of shots. Okay. like It's really, it's just, I like the um the drive of it. Okay. I like the, the like the scouting, okay. the way coaches have to really game plan. Like I like yeah. stuff like that. Like I feel like NBA is really just who has better talent, but I think college yeah. is really the X's and O's, plays coaches and all that stuff, so that's what I like. I mean, that's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, if
0: yeah. it was about talent in college, Zion, RJ, and Cam Reddish probably would have won the national championship. Exactly. They were in college. Kentucky would have won that exactly. year. Mm-hmm. But Sweet 16, Yo. the matchups are Oregon State versus Loyola, Loyola Chicago, Villanova versus Baylor, Oral Roberts versus Arkansas, Syracuse versus Houston, Creighton versus Gonzaga, Florida State versus Michigan, UCLA versus Alabama, and Oregon versus USC. So what are your predictions for those games?
2: You just read me like 10 games. (laughs) You should have read them all (laughs) like one to one. I I would say this. I think Gonzaga is going to run the table. Mm-hmm. until they get to the Final Four. I think Alabama's going to have some close games, but I think they're eventually going to see them. I think Butler's going to... I'm I'm a believer of Ar- Arkansas. Is that what they're called? Oh, yeah, I'm a believer of Arkansas. Some people say Arkansas. Yeah. I say it like that. Yeah. I used I to say, say that too. Me too. <laughs> like, but I'm a believer of Arkansas. I think they were a top six team in the country. I think they just had a couple of relapses, but I think they'll make the Final Four. And But I think, inevitably, this was, is going to be Gonzaga's year. The only teams I see beating them is Baylor because of their backcourt or Alabama because I think Javon can, you know, duel with Jalen Suggs because that's what you – because Gonzaga is a complete team, and I only Mm -hmm. thought Oklahoma State was going to have the point guard that can, you know, outshine Suggs. So it's going to be tough, but I think Baylor and Alabama would be probably my two teams that can upset Gonzaga. But I have Gonzaga running the table.
0: Wow, so you uh you have Alabama going that far? I think they can go that far too. To be honest, I think yeah,
2: yeah. I think right now with Texas losing, I think that was their because of their bigs. I think that would have made it difficult to them. But with Texas losing, I think that was the only team I really seen giving them fits. Other than that, like Creighton is not that good. I don't I don't think Creighton mm-hmm. is that good. I, like the next teams coming up on the left side, I don't think are that good. So I think Gonzaga and Alabama are just on a collision course to see each other.
0: Yeah, I think I got I got Loyola winning Baylor, Arkansas, Syracuse, Gonzaga. Oh. Florida State, Alabama, and Oregon.
2: Shout out to Syracuse, because that's my team. And uh, we do this every year. So, yeah. It's Buddy Boeheim. Yeah, Buddy Behan. Really good. Yo, it's crazy, because we literally sucked, yeah. like, two weeks ago. Yeah. So, it's nah, he's looking, He's looking
1: phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's
0: really shooting crazy. So, okay. So, that's the Sweet 16. So, you think Gonzaga's going to run it up? What are your predictions for it?
1: Um, Honestly, again, I'm with Riv. Like, uh, Gonzaga's just a well-rounded team. Um, they have a lot of depth. They have a lot of talent. Um. A sneaky pick for me would be USC. Um, I like I like what I see from USC. You know, I was watching, um, you know, their performance in the first two rounds, and then also a little bit of their earlier games. Kansas, I was like, blew out Kansas. Um, Those brothers, the Mobley brothers, Mm -hmm. talented, talented, a lot of length. They can defend as well. Um, They're a great team. So that's my sleeper pick. Um, And then I have got to ride with Alabama. Got to ride with my dogs. Uh, They've been dominant this year. Um, They kind of remind me of like that Houston Rockets team. That's fast up the court. You know, going to put up a lot of shots. Going to defend. You know, relying on fast break points. And I. I think Javon is that X factor at the six man right now. Um, he's looking like his all-American self, uh, McDonald's all-American self. So if they can continue at this pace, um, you know, with Herbert Jones and, and, and JQ leading the way, I'm, I'm, I'm picking them to kind of run into Zag. But USC is my sleeper for sure. I really like them.
0: Yeah, and JQ's from this town. He's from
1: exactly. to say, so you know, Exactly. So I got to ride with him. I got to ride with him. That's a good story there, too. You know,
0: his come up and how mm-hmm. he had to sit out for two, two seasons. I think he sat, sat out one.
1: Well, it was because
2: he didn't play a lot of Villanova, yeah. and then He had to see right. Yeah, so I mean, yeah.
0: it's been a while, t- um, it's been a while since people have seen him play at this level. So yeah. he's playing at a really high level. Yeah. But that's going to do it for March Madness talk. Now we're going to talk about the NBA trade deadline. Mm. A lot Let's of moves happened, and talk about it. It. one thing didn't happen. Kyle Lowry did not get traded. We'll talk about that a little later. But first, I'm going to read off like the moves that aren't so notable. So okay. it gives us time <laughs> to talk about the notable ones. Okay, the Pistons traded Delon Wright to the Kings for Corey Joseph and two second round picks.
2: Yeah, Delon run that bad though. The I Nuggets. Like Corey Joseph. The Nuggets
0: Son. acquired JaVale McGee for <laughs> Isaiah Hartenstein and two second round picks. Great pickup. The Bulls acquired Troy Brown and Mo Wagner for Daniel Gafford and Chandler notable? Hutchinson. Okay, okay, it isn't really notable. It isn't <laughs> <either>. <laughs> the Heat acquired uh, Bejolitsa for Mo Harkless and Chris Silva. Matt Thomas got traded to Utah. They have another sharpshooter. Marquise Chris to the Spurs. Terrence Davis to Sacramento. I'm still, it still boggles my mind how he made rookie team over RJ Barrett. (laughs) And he's traded. Hornets acquired Brad Wanamaker. And now here's where we get into the notable moves. Rayon Rondo traded to the Clippers for Lou Will. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Lou Will is in Atlanta, by the way.
3: I know. Yeah.
2: Thank you for telling me that. Um, Pepper Lou. Yeah. Lou was just talking about how if he gets straight, he's out of <laughs> here. Like, he's retiring. Yeah. So that's funny. Um. No, I was just watching this video of Terrence Mann talking about, you know, the stuff Lou brought to the table, leadership, you know, that older brother role. And I think that's going to hurt them. But at the same time, you know, Rondo has been horrible this year. You know, I, I think we can all admit that he hasn't been playing good. <laughs> yeah. But I think come playoff time, you know, Rondo's one of those guys that can just turn it up. Mm. When it's the playoffs, and I think that's going to benefit the Clippers. I didn't really think they needed a point guard. They're one of the most efficient teams in the NBA right now. They're on an all-time uh, all-time breaking record for you know Clippers history. Yeah. But I mean Rondo, he plays defense. Lou Will was kind of you know he didn't play D, and Lou was a better offensive player. But they were both struggling regardless. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a kind of be an even trade depending on how the playoffs. Go. I think bringing in a guy who has rings, who has that playoff, you know that what's the word I'm looking for? Playoff, Playoff experience. Mentality, yeah. yeah, mentality too. Thank yeah. you. Bringing that type of guy and I think it's going to help the Clippers. You know, guys like Terrence Mann, Markeith Morris, even guys like Paul George who gets in his head at own time. I think Rondo can kind of yeah. like offset that and tell him like, yo, it's, you're going to be good. So I think it's going to be a good move emotionally, but I think losing Lou Will, who's a guy who's a part of that grit and grind Clippers era, who's a guy who's their leader for the bad teams, the team that made the AFC and gave the Warriors fits, I think that's going to be tough. But, I think it can offset depending on what type of Rondo you get.
1: Yeah, um... I kind of felt indifferent, to be honest with you guys. Like, I didn't think it was that drastic of a a trade. I don't think it makes them, like, automatic title contenders. Um, Like Riv said, I think it's kind of an equal exchange. Um, They were both kind of playing terrible this year. I know Lou Will was kind of on the fence and wanted to get out early anyway, so that works out for him, and he'll be in his hometown of Atlanta. Um, But I think think that they did need a point guard. Um, I wanted more of a point guard like Alonzo Ball, somebody who fitted more um, easily into what they had, and he could – kind of push the tempo, knock down shots, stuff like that. Um, Defend perimeter defense. um, But, I just don't know how that's going to work now with Beverly there, Reggie Jackson. I I wonder how they're going to figure that out. Is is Rondo going to be starting? Is he going to be coming off the bench for for Beverly? So I just want to know. um, I don't think they got that much better. I think they got, um, you know, a floor general, somebody who is battle tested, somebody who has championship experience, and somebody who could bring leadership to their locker room. I know they talked about that a lot with the Clippers, like that kind of lack of leadership, Um, you know, a floor general, a coach on the floor. So I think Rondo gives them that, but... Um, I don't think it's that big of. A, I don't think it's like a blockbuster trade or anything yeah. like that. I think it's an yeah. equal exchange, pretty much.
0: For me, I think the Clippers needed a point guard, and they yeah. got one. Lou Will, he was a part of that Clippers era, but that Clippers era is over. Shea is not there. Galinari's not there. Mm-hmm. Harrell is not there. They're all there. gone now. Yeah. yeah, everybody is gone. Even so. Doc. Yeah, even Doc. Yeah. <laughs> so that era is completely done with. I think Lou Will. He's just too much of a liability on defense. Like, Rondo gives mm. them a good defender and a good point guard because Pat Bev, he's good. Like, well, let he's me, good yeah. for his role. Let me ask you
2: a question, though. Who would, if you got Rondo, right? Yeah. But Lou Will was in that starting five, you know, to close the game. But would you put Rondo ahead of Pat Bev to start to close the lineup in the clutch?
0: It depends on how he, they're playing. Yeah. But I would. I would. If if they're both playing kind of similarly, I would.
2: Because Pat Bev could knock the three ball down. Rondo's showing he can knock that three down in the well. In the bubble, he shot 40%. You know? <laughs> yeah, I said, playoff Rondo, is yeah. but is he going to get to that? That's the thing. I mean, every I, year I got it.
0: when he's in a playoff, he gets to that. Yeah. Right. Chicago is about to upset
2: yeah,
3: Boston with him exactly. until he got
0: hurt. So, I mean, I believe in playoff yeah. Rondo. I think this is exactly what they <clears throat> needed. But on to the next move. Your Chicago Bulls oh, yeah, acquired Nikola Vucevic. And Alfru Kaminu mm. for <laughs> Wendell <you> <laughs> for, for Wendell Carter Jr. Yeah. Aldo Porter Jr. and two first round picks. And I, I want to say this first. Where's Mo Bamba? Like, yeah. Why did they get Wendell Carter Jr. when you still have Mo Bamba on the team? I, I tweeted this. I said I think Mo oh, Bamba's career yeah. fell yeah. off around the same she, time Shaq West's, Sheck career, West's fell career fell off. Like it is pretty crazy because I thought Mo Bamba. He was never a bad shooter. In college, he showed he can shoot. Yeah. He always looked like he had potential. He had but the think, tools. Yeah. You know, if you give Wendell Carter and Mo Bamba the same amount of minutes, I'm not sure that Wendell Carter does better. That's just my opinion. I don't mm. think Wendell Carter is that good of a player. And for him to be the feature and headline player of this trade – I think it, you know, it was basically a robbery for the Bulls. And Aldo Porter, he's going to be gone next year anyway. So, I don't know, but I think this helped Chicago a lot. Zach Levine, Vucevic with Patrick Williams and Laurie. Mm. I mean, now Chicago has two legit dogs in Vucevic and Zach Levine who can get buckets and they're trying to go on that playoff push. The Hornets just lost LaMelo. So, Mm. there's a chance. I mean, they're definitely not making it over the Knicks, but they could make it (laughs) over the Hornets for sure.
2: Yeah. Um, let me start, I was so excited. I was. Yeah. So ex- I woke up today, I saw that, I was like, no way. We just yeah. like robbed him yeah. from the magic. But um, yeah, from what you said, I think Vucevic coming in, You know, he can shoot three ball now, he can post up, Wendell can do none of that. So I think bringing him in is really going to excite this team, especially exactly Levine in pick and roll options, even with Kobe White in pick and roll options. It's going to give us a guy who can stretch out, pick and pop, or go down low, post up. So we can legit play a five out yeah. now with Lori, with... with I, I, I didn't even talk about the tandem in which Lori and Vucevic, I'm glad we That's kept scary. Laurie. I wish we would've got Lonzo. I wish, I was trying, I wish the Bulls yo, yo, got Lonzo. I was trying to get us I hope yeah. we stole him from the Pelicans. That move would've put the Bulls over yeah, the edge. Bro, but yeah. So yeah. we just, now we just... I, I like I like this team. I think Zach, you know, we have him for two more years. Vucevic, we have him for two more years. Farouk is, he's whack, but, you know, he can offer some 3-and-D somewhere. Patrick Williams, he... Uh, you know, I, I'm the odd admit. When the draft happened, I walked out when we picked him, yeah. but he's shown he's shown some <laughs> signs. I did walk out, but yeah. he's shown some signs. He's really good. So I, I like this team, and I think this team has an opportunity to be really good down the stretch. This young guy's just got to do good. Billy Donovan has to set the tone, and we still need that one point guard. And not to mention, if we do end up still stunking up the place, there's a chance we can get our pick back. It's top four mm. protected. So we'll see. But I think now. Top four? Yeah, it's top four protected oh, you guys are not mm. Yeah, I just Well, D-Rose, we was 14th And then yeah. we ended up going 1 So don't do that But no, nah, I think we're going to make the playoffs Now I think we're a lock to get in We're 10th seed right now Toronto's behind us mm. I think right now we're four games out of fourth place, I think So I think we're a lock to definitely get in at this point and we're gonna catch the Knicks. We're better than y'all now. I just mm-hmm. want you to know that. No, we're no, we're be- no, we're better than y'all uh, now.
1: With this move, I'll take the
2: Bulls. Yeah, we're we're better than you guys <laughs> now.
0: Standards don't Knicks. show that. Right, well, no, right that now is, you guys yeah, got it, true.
2: but no, I, I like true. this move. I think this is good. So I'm I'm proud of my team for finally pulling the trigger and making some moves, and I'm happy about this trade. Yeah,
1: this was an unexpected trade for me. You know, I opened we're, my phone up, seen that, and I was surprised. Um, but the Bulls, they they stole like a thief in the night. Um, I like Wendell Carter Jr. I know that's kind of a hot take. I think he has more potential than Mo Bamba. Um, Really? Not defensively. Offensively, I think he has a little bit more tools in his arsenal. Um, Mm -hmm. At least from what I've seen the last couple of games before moving him. I just know he didn't develop at the rate that the Bulls were expecting. Injury prone. And he's injury prone. Um, So I thought it was a good move. Like you said, Vucevic definitely stretched out to four. Him and Markinen, that's great for the front court. Um, I really wanted to see the Bulls get a point guard. Just because I think Zach Levine, similar to like a Kyrie Irving, I think those are players that, shine better at the two mm. where they have somebody who can create for them you know give them the ball in rhythm you know get them to their spots um, so I wanted to see Levine get a point guard like Alonzo that would have really put them over the edge but I think they're in a good position to make a playoff push um, I would take them to get ahead over the Knicks right now yeah. sorry bro, I, I know you um, a Knicks guy but I just think this move definitely makes them not contenders but I think they can make a strong playoff push
2: I think like when when you've seen Kobe White get slotted to the bench you yeah. it was clear that You need a point guard. I think with guys like Zach Levine, and like you said, Kyrie, even Steph Curry, like you unlock the most when they're running the two, like when they're just being scorers and playmaking Mm -hmm. is like their second nature because they are playmakers, but they're scorers. And I think with that, when putting Thomas Sanarenski – in the starting lineup, you get a guy who's just going to pass the ball to Zach, mm-hmm. and Zach is just going to get open. He's going to yeah. knock the shots down. With Kobe, you get the little spark plug off the bench. That's yeah. why I think we needed like an offset, like a real Lonzo Ball type of guy. Yeah, But we're good. We're yeah. going to be you all right, bro. The thing
0: man. about it, though, is that Wendell Carter wasn't even the best center on Chicago. That was Daniel Gafford. No, 100%. I think Daniel yeah, Gafford was better. I agree. We love, we, and, we, and they're yeah. they're about the same age. So, I mean, if Orlando was really watching Chicago— they, caught, they could have gotten Gafford. And Gafford went to Washington, I believe. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a good fifth run. But, you know, overall, it still does not put the Bulls over the Knicks. <laughs> Julius Randle's better than everybody on your team. You right think he's now. better than
1: Big Blue? now. I think he's better than Big Wait, over Zach? Right now. I got a question for y'all about that. Where did y'all stand in this whole Julius Randle versus Chris Bosh debate?
0: Oh, I mean, I didn't entertain it. I didn't entertain I told
1: the
2: guy... The same thing I tell everybody with Julius Randle. He, This is one year. Yeah. You got to let some consistency pan out. Like, we've seen yeah. Chris Bosch consistently be what he was. So you mm-hmm. got to let just some consistency pan on top of what he's doing. But so far, yeah. so good. He's I mean, good. this is
0: yeah. what I thought Julius Randle was going to do when he first got signed with the <laughs> he Knicks. He did. I saw, I saw you too. Then after, then after, you know, the first year, I kind of, you know. It, I feel like it was straight it, top. Tom yeah. Thibodeau. Yeah, I think oh, so. Yeah. And I oh, think yeah. it's just we actually have some structure around the offense <laughs> and the system. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, when the trade happened, I mean, when we traded Kristaps, when we got yeah. Julius Randle, I said, I think Randle's better than Porzingis. <laughs> At that time, it was a hot take. Everybody <sighs> didn't agree with it. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, maybe it mm-hmm. could be because Porzingis is injury doing prone. well. But, yeah, he's yeah. really injury prone. Another move that happened, though, was the Denver Nuggets acquired Aaron Gordon mm-hmm. for Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and a first-round pick. And I think... Orlando actually won this trade. Let me ask you guys a question
2: before we, because I was talking to my friend. I'm not going to disclose his name in case okay. this is a bad take. <laughs> so I'm not going uh, but I just, I didn't know. So yeah, I wanted yeah. to ask a question. I asked him, I said, okay, Denver had Jeremy Grant and he played how he played. You mm-hmm. see how Jeremy Grant plays now. Yeah. I asked him, Aaron Gordon or Jeremy Grant, what's the difference? Because somebody on Twitter said, this makes Denver better than the Clippers because they felt like Aaron Gordon was a better Jeremy Grant. So I asked. What makes Jeremy Grant and Aaron Gordon different? Like, what what does Aaron Gordon do that's better than Jeremy? What did Jer- so now? I'm asking you, what's the difference? Because I don't, I didn't. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't watch a lot of Aaron Grant. Aaron Gordon. I watched a lot of Jeremy Grant.
0: I mean, I think Jeremy Grant is a way better defender than Aaron Gordon. Mm. Agree. So I think if there's a difference, this Jeremy Grant gets the edge because I think Jeremy Grant would play his role better. I think Aaron Gordon, although he has shown the ability to finally hit threes now. He shoots around 37%. Mm-hmm. Like Jeremy Grant is a better shooter than him, and he knows how to play his role better. Okay. I think Aaron Gordon's kind of still stuck in that stage where he thinks he can be a high-caliber all-star player mm-hmm. and not really accepting his role. Like I think he's more of a pick-and-roll big man. I don't really think he fits best as a stretch, and but I think he could fit Denver because Nikola Jokic is such a great passer, mm. and he's going to find him. But I think Jeremy Grant, losing him was big. And now they just lost Gary Harris. Mm. You just lost two of your best perimeter defenders that you had last year when you went on those upset These, runs and beat Utah and the Clippers. And now Aaron Gordon, you know, what is he really going to do for and He you?
2: doesn't want to play the four. He didn't want to play the four in Orlando. He wants to play yeah. the three? Yeah. And the thing with it is like when Denver people forget when Denver went on that run they had versatile defenders yeah. that was able to guard Paul George's Kawhi's yeah. Donovan Mitchell and them they had those guys and now they kind of don't and like like when we like that's why I asked you because I don't think Aaron Gordon's defensively is as versatile or Not on the same all. level as Jeremy Grant Not I think Jeremy all. Grant can guard one through four possibly even fives depending on the size. And I don't think Aaron Gordon has that type of energy to really... And not to mention, Jeremy Grant's a great off-ball defender, too. So I just don't think... I didn't see the move as like a big-time thing. I think Aaron Gordon's a better player right now than Gary Harris. But I don't think... I think defensively, Gary Harris can guard one to three. So it's like you're losing a guy, get his offense. Hasn't been the same in a while, but he still gives you top-notch defense on a given night, and now you're bringing in a guy... Which you already have Will Barton, MPJ, Paul Millsap. Like, you have guys at the three and four, so now where is he going to really fit in?
3: Because
1: mm. my question is, because I didn't like lo- them losing Gary Harris either. Like, that's big for their perimeter defense. Um, my question is, who do they insert to compensate for losing Gary oh, Harris? Oh, and they like, traded RJ Hampton. Yeah, yeah, Will
0: Barton. You know, I, this, I think that the starting lineup line is going to be Jamal Murray, Will Barton, Order Jr., Aaron Gordon, and Nikola Yelkic. Um, so Millsap off the bench. Yeah, I think Millsap <coughs> comes off the bench, and I think that's the most like realistic scenario. MPJ could play the 4-3, or three, so I yeah. don't think, you know, it really doesn't matter there. I think R.J. Hampton wasn't a big loss because he wasn't going to play over Monte Morris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Monte Morris just got an extension. And he's he's going to be there yeah. for a while. He's going to stay, but, I mean, Orlando, they did trade Vucevic and Gordon, but now they have... Otto Porter Jr., Gary Harris. Like if guys can stay healthy, I mean yeah. that's not too horrible of a drop off. I know Vucevic yeah. is a big loss, but yeah. like it, they're not going to be like oh they
3: were trying they're, a solid, they're, solid yeah, rebuilding they're still stage, be back. Yeah. but they're always hurt. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah.
0: So for me, I just don't. I don't think getting Aaron Gordon takes the Nuggets over the top, and I think the Nuggets they made this trade to get over the top. Like mm-hmm. we look at them as a team that has been kind of a going through the waters as of late, but they yeah. never able to get to the championship. This move, I don't think, gets them to the championship.
1: No, I I, I agree. I don't think it makes them a contender. For me, the reason I kind of liked it for them and the reason I was okay with it is because for me, it was kind of like they supplanted uh, Jeremy Grant. And with the uh, picking up McGee, it was kind of like they got him to replace Plumley. So you kind of got the same um, kind of usage out of both those players. But I agree with you, Riv. There's no major difference between Aaron Gordon and Jeremy Grant. I, I prefer Jeremy Grant. I would take Jeremy Grant over Aaron Gordon. But at least you have somebody there who can kind of give you something similar um, to um, to Jeremy Grant, give you a little, something a little bit different. So we'll see how it plays out. But I, I like the move. I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. I mean, if Aaron Gordon, at this point, teams are just really
0: banking on what he can be. He's still like 24, still right? How long has he been no, in the league? I think league? he's like 26. He has to be like He's been in the
1: league 26. for a minute. That's what I'm saying.
2: He's been in the league for mad long. I like remember watching high school high yeah, high I think, high think we know he's what he's going to be at this yeah. point.
0: He's 25 years old. Really? Yes. What? But he came into the league at 18, 19, oh, so yeah, I think we know what he's going to be. What more can
2: point.
1: he add to his game? Exactly. He just added the three ball eight no, years we, later. Yeah. We
0: thought he was supposed <laughs> to be... Like the next Blake coming Griffin. of Blake Griffin that's yeah, what I exactly. thought
1: but look well, he can dunk the like league is even like that anymore no, though. I don't think
0: he can dunk like
2: Blake
1: no, he I think dunk. he can dunk nah, better he than, can. I think he dunks better than Blake
0: nah Blake uh, he's prom? wait what are you that's talking about
2: argument. what are we talking about like like slam in-game dunk? dunks or, yeah. no, yeah, d- Slam dunk, <laughs> yeah, come yeah, on. Eric yeah. Gordon did things Blake can never do.
0: In-game dunks is Blake all day. The oh, yeah, paper. I'll take Blake all day. Yeah, Blake is a better in-game dunker. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's yeah. what matters more. That is, <laughs> right. no, right. that is absolutely true. Right. That is true. So another move that happened is that J.J. Redick and Trey Lyles mm-hmm. are getting traded to the Dallas Mavericks. Um, Wes Awundu and James Johnson are going <laughs> to the Pelicans. My first thoughts on this is that they got J.J. to replace what Seth Curry gave them last year. Exactly. They were missing that sharp shooter and they finally got one in J.J. Redick. I think he's going to be a perfect fit next to Luka and Porzingis. It gives them more shooting. It doesn't help them out on defense, but they were a bad defensive team anyway. They just need to get more shooters, and that's what I thought this move really was.
1: Yeah, agreed. Um, again, one, it wasn't one of those big traits for me. The Mavericks did get a little bit better. Um, like you said, I, I thought losing Curry was big the Mavericks, mm-hmm. um, you know, losing a sharp shooter like him. So replacing him with Reddick, I think, is great. Like you said, Redick isn't known for his defense, and that <laughs> isn't going to change, especially at this later stage of his career. So just take the sharp shooting um, and compensate for the defense in other ways. So um, I like to trade. It's a win for the Mavericks.
2: I think they're trying to... They're realizing that Seth Curry for Josh Richardson deal was a big... It, it was terrible. Was, yeah, it was a fail. It was terrible. You know, they banked on it. They say, okay, Josh Richardson, he plays D. Yeah. He can shoot a little bit, not yeah. like Seth, but a little bit, so maybe we can... Pair him next to Luca. it hasn't panned out. And I think mm-hmm. J.J. Redick, what people forget is that all the ways he can shoot. He hasn't been hitting it as well as he used to, but he can still yeah. shoot that ball from all types of angles, off ball, on mm-hmm. ball. He can get off the screen. Yeah. He can pick and pop. He can. He's actually a really good pick and roll player. People don't realize that. Yeah. So that's another guy that can handle the ball, not all game, but for a little bit just to get his shot off. So I think that's yeah. good. Yeah. And I just think like – With Dallas, they're going to be what they are. You know, they're a high-offensive scoring team. I think getting J.J. Redick is just going to uplift their scoring, and I think they just walk into games where we're just going to outscore you. You know, we're not the best defensive team. We don't have a lot of defensive stoppers, but we have a high-powered offense, and we're going to just outscore you. And I think with Porzingis there, it helps him a little bit with the spacing. Luka gets another guy where he can dish out and hit the shots. So this is a good trade for Dallas, and I think for the Pelicans, you know, getting his – contract off of them and just banking with their young guys, I think this was good for them too. I think now they're probably going to start playing more. Nickel Alexander-Walker, Kira Mm. Lewis, I think getting the young guys and realizing they're not good right now is good for them too. Mm.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you hit it. Um, You you were right on what you said. J.J. adds to the Mavericks, and now the Pelicans get to play their young players, so I think that was a win for them. The next move, uh, the 76ers acquired George Hill. And mm. OKC got Tony Bradley, which I think is a sleeper move. I no, he's Tony good. Yeah, he's been playing good. Yeah. They also acquired Austin Rivers. He's probably gonna get bought out. <laughs> uh, and then the Knicks got Terrence Ferguson. He sucks. You I know, like Terrence Ferguson.
2: Do you really? <laughs> yeah. He probably just likes dunks.
1: Yeah. Okay. My cousin, my cousin, yeah. my cousin was upstairs
0: when we got Terrence Ferguson. And he was like, "Yo, man, Knicks got Terrence Ferguson." <laughs> and I said, and I looked at him. He was, he was making some yeah. barbecue chicken at the time. I looked at him. I said. So what? Yeah, so I was like, "What is that going to do?" <laughs> no difference. This? Probably At a all. mad tight he was yeah, like. Man. he just he was told like, me that. Nah, bro, it's like a friend that is, uh, um, he was like, "It's like a player that you know, he just another player, you know, just in case." He <laughs> like that. And I said, "This doesn't do anything <laughs> for me." He's
3: yeah, like, he's not going to really play.
1: Care. He's a standard three and D guy, but there's no room for him in the rotation. He's not yeah. going to play. Yeah, you guys are
2: set with your rotation.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: He, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, George Hill to Philly, I think, was a good. Move. I like that move. He brings some. I think they they knew they couldn't get Kyle Lowry. Toronto is asking they, for way too much. Why did they want Kyle Lowry? I, I,
1: do you guys think he would have been a good fit? I don't think Lowry would have been a good fit, or I don't see how the Sixers were looking to utilize him.
0: I think he would have been a good fit just because I think he'll bring defense and leadership. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he's him. that guy that, I mean, Philly lacks kind of alpha dogs, right? Like, yeah. I think Ben Simmons, sometimes he's timid. Uh, Joel B sometimes he's timid. Hmm. When they almost got to the finals, it was when they had a guy in Jimmy who can – really galvanized the players. <clears throat> I call. think Kyle Lowry is that guy. Like, even in Toronto's championship run, he didn't score a bunch of points, but he's always taking he's the a charges. He's a locker room guy. He's yeah. always doing, yeah. you know, things outside of the game that he's,
2: help he's, he's a Draymond type guy where yeah. he's going to go. He's the locker room guy. He's going to bring that yeah. energy. And I think that would have been huge for Philly, a team that needs that identity, especially with Doc Rivers mm-hmm. as the coach. And we know... Doc Rivers' teams tend to fold under pressure, so I think yeah. that would have been big. I still think George Hill's a good move, though. I think this yeah. is a guy. He's a sharpshooter. Yeah, he's a yeah. sharpshooter. He's also a, a veteran. He's, yeah, he's, he's a, veteran. a veteran. He's been deep into playoff runs. Yeah. He's been to the finals. You know, yeah. They weren't that good, but he's been to the finals. Them Pacer days, he's been deep in the playoffs. So I think this, even with the Bucks, he was good with them. So I he think... He saw like, it. He saw. Yeah, he saw wherever he goes. Yeah, man. so I think this is a good move, and I think this kind of like helps Tyrese Maxey mm. in a sense for his development going forward. I think yeah. this is good for him. So getting a guy to come in and play that backup point guard spot, I think that's good for them. So just and plus, you know, he's cheap. So yeah, he that's a good move too in a sense. So
0: and yeah. OKC okay, so just got more draft picks. They have 17 first round picks and 17 <sighs> second round picks. Sheesh. And the next somewhat years, I'm not even sure. Yeah. What yeah. I think the number three is. or four. Yeah, but outside of that, I don't think this uh, move is too notable. I put mm-hmm. it with the notable moves because Philly is like a championship contender. Yeah. But this is a move that I didn't get. The Blazers yeah. traded Gary Trent Jr. and Let's Rodney Hood it. for Norman Powell. Let's talk about it. I know Norman Powell's averaging about 20 points per game this year. He's playing really well, but I don't think I I don't think he's like an upgrade from Gary Trent. Like, when C.J. McCollum was out, Gary Trent was averaging 20 points per game. Gary Trent was holding it down. He plays great defense. He's, like, he always has a lot of energy on the court. I think they're about the same player. Mm. Rodney Hood, I know that he, you know, he got injured. He's He's starting to get his, you know, rhythm back. But to give Toronto Gary Trent and Rodney Hood and you're giving up Norman Powell, I just don't think that was a good move they, for Portland. They yeah, they
2: didn't even get a pickback. Like mm-hmm. he just straight up went. We're just gonna give you these two guys. Yeah. You give us that guy. And we're just gonna go. <laughs> yeah. it. I, I I think I I would take Gary Trench right now, and I, I think he, he's younger. More so, upside. yeah. More he's 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 what Norman Powell is now. Yeah, but earlier in his career. Yeah. So I think mm-hmm. that's you should have. And Gary Trench has chemistry with Damon CJ. Mm-hmm. He can ride with them. And Rodney Hood is also you know he's starting to get. Remember he tore his ACL last year, so people forget that. Like. I thought it was Achilles. He's, oh, sorry. He yeah, towards Achilles, Achilles. So I, he's getting into his own. But I think, I mean, you bring in Norman Powell, and it's it's still a good move in a sense. But I just think Gary Trench, like this, is a great move for Toronto. You get a younger guy yeah. who's going to be able to fit in seamlessly with the squad. He can shoot the ball. He was the one they put him on LeBron yeah. when they played the Lakers. He was the one. He was LeBron's primary defender. Mm. So and he's only six five. That's good. So he's a defender. He's a dog, and I think he's he's young. You know, Toronto doesn't have a lot of youth movement in there. Yeah. So I think getting him is. I can see getting him is going to be the start of the Toronto movement, the youth movement, yeah. but for Portland to just give both guys up, you know, yeah. I just, I don't see the vision, but mm. I get Norman Powell's been balling. So I guess I get it in that sense.
1: Yeah. Um, I think the Blazers lost this trade, um, just cause I'm a big Gary Trent Jr. fan and I'm a big Ronnie hood fan. Um, I think he oh, doesn't get guys. enough Yeah, I think he doesn't get enough shine and enough credit. Obviously he's been injury prone, but he's a bucket. I just think he hasn't found the right home for him, like a right fit where he can really shine and, and play his game um Norman Powell I mean he had a great run when they made that championship run um so he's battle tested I don't know if they wanted somebody on the wing with more experience maybe that's what they were thinking makes sense, I don't then. quite see the vision either um and I think Gary Trent Jr he has too much upside too much potential to let go and I think like you said playing him playing with Damon CJ I think that would have brought more of his potential out maybe um,
2: maybe paying him they, they wouldn't have had the money to pay him maybe that could have maybe it. that could have been because him in. Nerkage, Covington next year, maybe uh maybe that would have been swaying in there. I'm just trying to make it make sense in my mind. I mean,
0: yeah. Um, Gary Trent is twenty two. He's averaging fifteen points per game. Norman Powell's twenty seven. He's averaging nineteen point seven. I mean, Norman Powell is the third best three point shooter in the league percentage wise. Mm-hmm. But even that, like I don't think that's gonna continue because I know Norman Powell, he's a good shooter. But I don't think takes, this is yeah, gonna man. really. Wow. It's it's yeah, not going to. I don't think this efficiency is going to continue for him. I just Portland's another team, right? That's similar to a team that made a move earlier, like the Nuggets, that they're trying to get over the top. Mm-hmm. Because the West is wide open this year. The Lakers are hurt. Agreed. And then who else? You know, Utah is at number one seed, but we're not sure mm-hmm. about Utah. Like Utah yeah. We're not yeah. sold on Utah, uh-huh. yeah. So because of that, the West is wide open. Does Norman Powell put the Blazers over the top? I really don't think so. Like, I don't think that's a guy that I go like, wow, they got Norman Powell. But let
2: me, let me ask you a question. Because, like, you look at the move, right? Like, yeah. you, you look at teams like Boston, Portland, they're trying to get over the hump. The way we got... Vucevic, yeah, you, you, we kind of got a steal. We just gave. I him got one, Daniel Tice as well. Yeah, yeah, that's backup big. I like mm-hmm. that. But I'm saying, you, I think Boston and Portland could have pulled the trigger and maybe got somebody off a of steal with the way we stole Vucevic from Orlando.
0: Boston mm-hmm. could have got Vucevic.
2: That too. Yeah, they yeah. they have more. They have more picks than us. They could have definitely they got, got. They Vucevic.
0: got more young players. I would have traded yeah. Payton Pritchard, Aaron oh, yeah. Romeo I
2: Langford. Like no, I don't know about Payton. I like I Payton Pritchard. For I like
0: Vucevic. Him. I would have traded him.
2: You got to think though he's the best, ba- like he's, he's solid. He's, solid yeah, the coach, I Yeah, I would gave up Langford. Yeah, Aaron Nesmith But Pritchard I don't know. Why is, Pritchard, Pritchard is pretty good. Out, of, yeah, bro. I, I like. I, I, him. Like they need because then you going to start Jeff, Jeff Teague. Teague. No, and you couldn't. Uh, Jeff Teague is Jeff washed. Teague he Sucks. He's washed.
0: He just got <laughs> yeah, <laughs> traded. <laughs> he's <too>. washed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's. Wait, he got traded. did he get traded to.
2: Um, I just had it in my brain. Hold on, Jeff. I don't think he got traded. No, yeah, he just got traded. I'm pretty sure he did, man. His career went. His career went downhill. Jeff Teague, Magic get Jeff Teague. Wow, that was for Fournier. Oh, oh wow. yeah. Well, okay they had the th- th- that, okay. Yeah, they had to throw in yeah, they do a Bum
0: jeff t he's yeah. I mean he's a starting point he's guard gosh. he's
1: basically going to be a deep where he's going to die anymore gonna, he's going to be their dj augustine only because Cole Anthony's, Cole Anthony's out, Anthony's out and I, I love Cole Anthony. He's tough. Yeah, that's it. He's really bad. Nah. <laughs> like I, th- I, th- I, th- I thought he had some left in the tank. I can't lie. Jeff like when T? when, when yeah. the Celtics yeah, got him, felt, I was like, yeah. yo, that's perfect. Backup for Kemba. Um a starting point guard on a lot of other teams off the bench. That was a steal, but he has I not played up to that potential. Did you really?
0: Yeah, I did. Yeah. I just wanted, wanted the Knicks to get a to get a solid point guard free agency.
1: I mean, I got Derrick Rose now.
0: Yeah, but at the time we had up for paying, I wanted oh. like a I wanted like a Reggie Jackson or like a Okay. Jeff Teague, a guy like that. Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson. He's low, right? so. Yeah. But, yeah, so that was Portland. I don't know why they made that move, but they did. And then we talked about it a little bit the Celtics got Evan Fournier mm. for Jeff Teague and two second round picks. Steal. I mean, yeah. I, the reason why I don't agree with you is that I think Evan Fournier is just going to fill in the void that Gordon Hayward left, mm. it, but just at a lower level. That's all it's going to be Ooh. like. The mm. Celtics are still going to be that team that is going to be forgotten about in the Eastern Conference. Mm they aren't going to make much noise because as long as Campbell Walker keeps playing like he's playing... Oh, got waived. Uh, Jeff, got
1: waved. The man. Yeah, oh, that's <laughs> the oh, they just... Oh, yeah. wow. So, way say waste time?
0: I don't... I wouldn't say...
2: You no. Know, Evan Fournier, he's
1: good. I think... I like him.
2: No, I think he's good, too. Yeah. He's a very underrated I just, I just think they needed yeah. a big, though. I think they needed a real, legit big. I think Boston... I think Danny Age is folding right now, yeah. and I think he there's a lot of deals he could have made easily, yeah. and he's just scared to pull the trigger. I think he, that Nets trade still haunts him to this day. Mm. Honestly, I, I just feel like there's a lot of moves that he, like you'd seen the team, like all the moves, he could have easily beat all those teams, and he's just not doing it. I think the Fournier is a good move. You know, you're getting a 20-point-per-game scorer, and he's gonna, probably going to come up the bench, but you're not going to play him in the clutch over Marcus Smart. You're just not going to do yeah. that. Marcus Smart defense is too valuable. You're not gonna play him over Kemba and you're damn sure not gonna play him over Brown and Tatum. I don't
0: know if maybe you maybe. could play him over Kemba. You
1: think so? Depending not, on what you need. Yeah, I would say. I mean Fournier is like a cone on defense. True. But Kemba's not Yeah, Kemba's kind Kemba's of not true. he's a defensive liability as well. Yeah, I think Evan
0: Fournier gives him better shooting because he's a yeah. sharp shooter.
1: But yeah. with
2: Tatum, yeah, that's true. I mean I with think Tatum, closing line. Have you it. ever watched like Boston down the stretch? They are the dumbest team. Oh ever. yeah. Yeah, so I don't yeah. like. They're just, still playing super young. Yeah, they they they're like, very, very bad season, IQ yeah. wise. Like <laughs> they don't, they're not going to find for any year ever. Like so. I, <laughs>
1: like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They should have got a big. Yeah, uh, and I think it gives them cushion. You know, Kemba's been out a lot. You know, this year with injuries, Marcus Smart's coming back off an injury. So, like you said, to have a twenty point point per game scorer in the mix, just in case one of those players happen to go down, it can kind of offset. I think that Marcus loss. Smart's.
2: He came back and Kyrie gave him 40 on his first oh, game
1: back. Yo, Kyrie's on a tear. Yeah, he bro. just gave him straight 40. It was oh really bad. Gosh. So
0: actually, Evan Fournier, this is his last year on the contract. So he's mm. an expiring deal. Okay. How much he gets paid? 17 million. A
2: year. Ooh.
1: Mm. So he you think they'll pick that up?
0: No, no, no. I don't I think he's an unrestricted free agent. So mm. they can't pick up anything up. I, I think this was a rental then, you know? Yeah. To go on a run. But I don't think they have it in them to go on a run, especially they just lost Tice, and he was their best defensive big man. By
1: far. Yeah, so. They, did they, they didn't get anything back for Tice, did they? They
2: gave them Mo Wagner.
0: Mo Wagner? <laughs> yeah.
2: Because we got him from the Wizards, and uh, then we yeah, just that, shipped him. Yeah, we got, no Tice. Y- I'm glad be, I'm got Tice. Yeah, that was I Daniel Tice. Back up big. I'm, I'm surprised good. surprised they gave him up. And he's a good passer. I mean,
0: the Bulls went from having Wendell Carter and Daniel Gafford, Gafford to Vucevic and, and
2: Tice. Tice. I wish we would have kept That's, Gafford, yeah. honestly. He's kind he, he has kind of like he, yeah. he kind of has that Tice value but he's like 23. So I mm. wish we would kept him but Tice is a good passer, good defender yeah. so that's good. It's worth know, the move.
1: Yeah,
0: This was a really mo- notable move that happened in uh the during the trade deadline. I save this one for last cuz this might go on for a bit and I want to ask a follow-up question to this one as well. What are you talking mm. about? The Miami Heat acquired Victor Oladipo for Kelly Olynyk and Avery Bradley into a pick swap. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, if Oladipo has been licked to the heat for a while. We yeah. all thought that he was probably going to get traded to Miami, and if he didn't get traded, he was going to sign with them in free agency. Yeah. And, I mean, I think this was good. I, I think Oladipo is – he's that secondary or third star on the team. He's going to play his role better. in Houston, he was asked to be that guy along with John Wall. I don't think that's where he fit. He's still a very great defender. And on top of that, they're saying that Lamarcus Aldridge might sign with the Heat. The Heat yeah. are front runners to land Lamarcus Aldridge. He just yeah. got bought out by the Spurs. Now, if they have a lineup of like Jimmy Butler, <laughs> Goran Dragic, Oladipo, Bam Adebayo, Lamarcus oh, Aldridge, that's tough. I mean, do you guys think that they have a legit chance to make the NBA finals?
2: Oh, Ooh. the NBA Finals. That's That's what they're in it for. So. Uh, okay. Um, mm. I'm going to say no because I don't think they can beat Brooklyn. I don't think Victor Oladipo is the team that is the guy who says, all right, we got him. We can compete with Brooklyn now. Mm. I think. I like that. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, Oladipo. But I do believe they can definitely make an ECF run. I think if avoiding Brooklyn early, I think right now you're looking at Milwaukee. You're, you already know the game plan to stop them. I think they can do it right now. Mm. I think. Boston, I think they can beat Boston. I don't see, I didn't see Boston really get any better. I think Miami got a little bit better. I think they'll get a little bit better with Aldridge. Yeah. Pacers, I don't believe in the Pacers at all. Atlanta, they're not
0: even in the playoffs.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I can't wait to get on uh, Sebastian. Uh, <laughs> he talk about the Pacers. Oh my God. Mm. Charlotte, they lost Lamelo for the season. Now, even then, yeah. I thought they were just gonna be a good first round, but I don't think they're, yeah. you know, there yet. Atlanta, they're not there yet. So I think Miami has a, a really good chance to avoid Brooklyn and make a run. But now Philly's going to be tough mm. because Embiid is on another tear right now. So you got to go off what you see right now. Embiid yeah. is on Bam's another going to have a really hard time sticking with Embiid. But then you got Jimmy, but then they got Ben Simmons. So you, you kind of like got a guy who can guard Jimmy Butler. But I think Oladipo, if he seamlessly walks into his role – and he understands, like, this is not my team, I'm not the guy, Jimmy's the guy, Bam is the second guy, I'm, like, Gron Dragic, and I'm the role guy, but I can have my night. I think this is going to be a good move you know, you get a guy who can still play defense at a high level, he can score. He's an all-right playmaker. He's not a great shooter, but he can hit shots. So I think this is going to be a good move if everything works in their favor. But I think, you know, Miami, that dog mentality, Jimmy Butler's there. I think when he speaks to Jimmy Butler, he's going to understand that they're there to win. So I think this is a good move.
1: Yeah, um, I co-sign out. I-, I love the move. That um, He definitely won his trade. Is it enough for them to get to the NBA Finals? I don't... <laughs> Think so. I think the the Nets have too much firepower to keep up with. But I think this makes the Heat valid contenders. Like I think they can definitely compete. Would I choose them over the Celtics? Yes. Would I choose them to compete against the Sixers? Yes. Would I choose them to compete against the Bucks? Yes. It's proven. Um, so I think Oladipo definitely takes them to a whole nother level. Um, but I don't know if if he, if he's that factor where I go, okay, they can compete with you know the star power in Brooklyn. Um, but I I agree. I think that culture is going to do wonders for him. That champion culture that championship mentality you know playing with a player at the likes of jimmy butler was going to do well for his confidence and, and for his game so i'm excited to see the pairing um but to get to the finals that's tough somebody
2: will have to beat the nets for them to get to the you know, finals. yeah, yeah. This is and
1: the i'd have to me. see how they mesh together you know
0: first i want to talk about the deal that miami didn't make they didn't trade mm. for kyle lowry yeah i think it was smart you know Duncan Robinson losing him, okay. It was
2: asking for Hero or Robinson. Yeah, so yeah. No, they were asking for both. They were asking they, for both? They, they were the not f- going to what make the Robert trade.
0: What is wrong
1: with Toronto? I thought it was one or the other. Yeah. They said... <laughs> both they're bugging. They
0: said that they would not do a trade if Hero was not included. That's what the, That's what was holding back the trade. What is wrong with Toronto? So, yeah. Tyler Hero, I'm glad they didn't become desperate and Miami didn't trade Hero because Larry's a rental. Yeah. So, because of that, you don't trade a player who can become something for a rental, so I like that they didn't make that move, and they got old Oladipo for nothing. Like, mm-hmm. Kelly Olenek, oh, yeah. he's a good stretch. I think that's the deal I had the making. Like, I cool. had, yes, yeah. I had I had Kelly Olenek in the deal. Mm. I didn't have uh, Avery Bradley. He barely played this year. Because he was yeah. hurt, so I didn't think Avery Bradley was going to be included. But I, I thought Kendrick Nunn was going to be included mm. in the deal. Mm. They but, managed uh, to keep him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but now, I mean, you look at the roster, Jimmy, Tyler, Hero, Duncan Robinson, Oladipo, Kendrick Nunn, Goran Dragic, Iguodala still there. They got Trevor Ariza, oh, too. I forgot they
1: had Iggy. So okay.
0: they have a lot of veteran guys, and these are their wings and the guards, right? And then big men, Bam Adebayo, Bajalica, a guy who can stretch out the floor. Yeah, LA's and then, coming. And then Precious. I don't know, man. And I'll say this. If they get LaMarcus Aldridge, I have to rethink this whole thing. I'm just going to mm. go off the assumption that they're getting LaMarcus Aldridge because I think it's going to happen if KD is hurt which mm. it's not a given that he's going to be healthy yeah they can beat brooklyn Oh, I
2: agree. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, let's, let me explain something. If KD is hurt, you have okay. no chance, and yeah. I mean, like, oh, wait, hold, no, oh no, no, no. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, no, no, have no oh, chance. Zero, zero, did- wait, wait. zero chance. Ridiculous. Let me say this. That's I'm gonna ridiculous. say this, and I'll, I've been, I've been on. The, I've said this before. Okay. If Kevin Durant does
1: not play, <laughs>
2: yeah. you you will lose. You will not go. To, there is no chance you guys go to the finals. Well you, you still pick?
1: You still pick the Nets go to the finals without KD? Yes, they
0: have
2: James I'm gonna say, listen, no, you have James wait, Harden and Kyrie. Last time we seen Kyrie in a playoff atmosphere, it looked really bad. Come on, man. Get out of here. Harden. <laughs> harden. Last time we seen Harden in the playoff atmosphere in the bubble, oh, it yeah. looked really bad. Where yeah.
0: He averaged 30 against the Lakers. I hate that. He, he averaged
2: 30. What do aver- you mean? He
0: you act like he, he didn't play bad. He got double teamed at half court every time what he stepped. What are
2: stacked. they going to do now? You yeah. don't KD. Whoa, 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 whoa. They what? could double team yeah. him
0: when they have shooters. They go five out. No, they can't. Nobody,
2: bro. bro, first of all, when you guys played the Heat, right? Because you're a Nets fan now. The only so reason
0: he- the Lakers double-teamed Harden is because Westbrook was on that team. Okay. They can't double-team Harden in Brooklyn when you have Joe Harris, Kyrie, or Jeff Green. And I forgot the other guy that's going to be there, but he's going to be a shooter, too. Who's going to be at the 5? They, go, they go, Jeff Green plays a 5 for them.
2: Okay, last that's time, time y'all did small. that, Bam Adebayo had 40 points, and Jimmy Bullard didn't play. And they lost. Mm. So Jimmy Bullard didn't. Hear that again. Jimmy, Jimmy Bullard plays, didn't play. If yeah. Jimmy Jimmy yeah. Play, now you add Oladivo to the mix. If, Jimmy,
0: if Jimmy's there, he. I mean... If Jimmy's there, at bio does not have forty though.
2: But it looks a lot different because he's that. Yeah. You guys,
0: That's what I'm gonna say. That's I what gotta, what I'm gotta say, it. That's what I'm <laughs> the Miami Heat, if they get Lamarcus Aldridge, will make the Eastern Conference Finals if they don't run into Brooklyn.
1: I agree with but, you. And
0: you know, we mm-hmm. have Miami <laughs> Heat viewers that watch this. That watch this show. Whenever we put out a segment, yeah, we have like I think a thousand like views on a video. <laughs> so I know I'm gonna get hate for this, but I'm gonna say yeah. this. You guys have no chance if Brooklyn is healthy, like at all. Oh yeah, no. Like 100%. Brooklyn, like Miami fans, I think they're like the most delusional <laughs> fan base in sports.
1: So what? What's your pick for a series?
0: My pick for a series would be. Is that my phone? No, it's me.
3: Okay.
1: This guy. I'm like, so okay, <laughs> put my phone on silent.
0: My pick for a series, if Kevin Durant is healthy, six games at most. Five with the Heat. Six? Yes, I
1: give six, it five. Six Man, at most. I was gonna give it. six, I give it a two. hard five games, and this is with.
2: With if every I give it a hard five game. With yeah. Lamarcus you know what, Aldridge, you know what this reminds yeah. me with of? Oh,
0: I forgot they have Blake Griffin, bro. Oh, sorry. but anyways, I'm not even acknowledging Griffin, that. to no, lie. no, no, he, I am yeah, because he's good well for them.
1: He's he, he played like uh, one game. Listen, right. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I think this is a time to kind of reinvigorate his career. But Blake Griffin. Before this deal was looking if kind I of on the wash side,
0: when Aldridge
3: is looking washed. If
1: too. I see Miami,
2: if I'm Miami, and man,
3: I'm man, he's <laughs> yeah, too. if i sure, Eric
2: yeah. and I look out on the court and I see Blake Griffin, Garden, Bam Ito Bayou, I'm giving yeah. him the bowl every single That's play. That's a bucket. Yeah, every single this play. What That's I'm a saying, bucket. Though,
0: is that look? I think the Miami Heat. I like what they're doing. I like their tenacity. That it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of like the Rockets with Daryl bringing them up to take right. Him down. Yeah. Right? it's kind of like the Rockets Daryl Moore. They're like okay. okay we know the Warriors are dominant. They're probably going to win. But we're going to try and compete. Mm. Yes. Pat Riley says, okay, we're going to try and compete. But <laughs> yeah. you have no chance. The he have no chance. <laughs> I the don't Brooklyn, know, though. Brooklyn is going to win a championship. I, I've said it. I even made a segment when I had to do the podcast by myself. The segment is mm. called the Brooklyn Nets will win the 2021 NBA championship. That's exactly yeah. the title. I'm not backing down from that statement. It's going to happen. Are
1: Hardest. you on the same pick? What?
2: Uh, Nets for the chip. No, I said Nets to the finals. Harden, okay, Harden is I, I going can that. to
0: get his first ring this year. It's going to solidify his legacy. And even if they don't <laughs> have, confident. even if they don't have Kevin Durant, to me, I think they could beat Miami. James Harden. We're going to talk about James yeah. Harden in a couple segments.
1: He's <laughs> yeah. the best player in
0: basketball
1: right oh, now. Man. Yeah, but don't even answer that. We'll get to it's that. It's like when we. Uh, yeah, I, I'll save it. I'll save. I'll it. say this.
2: I'll save it. If the Nets are healthy, you're, I, I agree with you 100 that he'd have no chance. I give him a five strong games. You know they fought their heart out. Yeah, L. If Kevin Durant—I'm sticking on this. You heard it here first. I'm standing yeah. on it. If Kevin Durant does not play, the Nets have no chance to make the final. I don't care who you—either you play the Heat, the Bucks, or the Sixers. Out of them three, one of them is going to beat you. You have no chance to make the finals. Kevin Durant is that crucial, cool. that important in a playoff series. You have no chance. But if Kevin Durant <laughs> plays, they're going to the finals. But I have Damn. the Clippers winning the chip. You have the sure. Clippers
1: winning yeah, the I have the Clippers winning the chip mm. for sure.
2: That's my take.
1: I don't know. I mean, I agree. I think— with a healthy KD, I think the <laughs> Nets are kind of unstoppable. Um, they're not my mm-hmm. surefire pick to win the chip, though, but I would pick them to get to the NBA Finals. Yeah, also, yeah. Nick's, Nick yeah.
0: Claxton can contain Bam. Oh, my God. Whoa. You're serious about that? I'm dead serious. <laughs> no, he was dead serious. You yeah, no, yeah. I'm going to say this right now, too. Yeah. Nick, I right like now, him, but... A lot of people, I like him, too. A lot yeah. of people don't watch the Nets, right? So nobody yeah. knows about Nick Claxton, <laughs> but I'm telling you... <laughs> Come playoff time, yeah. and he's going to become yeah. a household name. Okay, yeah, where where where, 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 where yeah. basketball fans when they watch that they're going to be like, Yo, who's this Nick Claxton guy? <laughs> he's tough. He's going to be on Undisputed. Skip is going to talk about him. Yeah. Shannon's going to talk about him. Stephen is going to talk about yeah. him. Max, everybody's going to talk about Nick Claxton. He's going to be the next X-Factor come playoff time. I agree. Everybody's yeah. going to know his name.
1: Bam is I, yeah. Bam, is Bam so. though. He, yeah, I think Bam will destroy Claxton, but a, I don't think. He's a strong I, Claxton dude. Claxton reminds a little skinny, me. little skinny little yeah.
0: frame. He's tough, though. Yeah, he, no, he's good. Claxton will get destroyed by MB.
1: And he lives above the, oh, yeah. But
0: not Bam. I don't think Bam can do it.
1: I think not just I think it won't be as dominant. Yeah, as but I think would Bams do. versus like Bams Bam, gonna have Bam's a fifteen versus, uh, and twenty type of
2: yeah, type of thing
1: on him, yeah. you know. But it's not like not bro, no forty and twenty or yeah, 40 and 15, might, 15, nothing like 30. that. Yeah, and B's a big body. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, so yeah, I mean, I think the Heat it, it'll be a good. Uh, I think it'll be a good matchup. Maybe Eastern Conference Finals. That's how far they can make it. Mm-hmm. Okay, but overall, I mean, I don't see them making the finals because of the Nets. You know, the Nets. We're gonna look back five years from now and be like, Wow, I can't believe anybody pick this team not to win the finals
1: so you don't see anybody in the east competing with the nets no like body. giving them a series which
0: is
2: no me both of you i like, only see you one team who sixers the bucks oh. only because like their personnel
1: would it help mm, okay
2: they can put out five guys. they're probably the only team in the east that can put out five guys that can guard them the best way possible drew holiday PG, i agree Giannis, and they have the size chris middleton yeah, yeah. like sixers can't throw out five guys and say, go guard them. I don't think they can do that. Like, he mm-hmm. can't throw off. They're going to have to play Robinson, a hero, late down the stretch. They can't throw mm-hmm. off five guys or three guys, even to guard Harden Kyrie. I think the Bucs
1: can do Too it. Too much firepower. Yeah. yeah. I think
0: nobody in the East can do it. The only team that can <coughs> do it in the NBA is the Lakers, fully healthy. The know, Clippers not even the Clippers. The Clippers did Clippers it. The Clippers can't beat them. No, wait,
2: what are you saying? Like, beat them or guard the, or, like, put out a three that can. That's the I, mean, I, mean, I think he's end in a seven-game I mean, series. we said
0: you don't give anybody a chance to beat the Nets. That's his question. I don't. Oh. I don't. Yeah. Outside healthy Lakers, and that's only because of LeBron.
2: Based off what only. I've based off what I've seen, yeah, I think the Clippers can do it. I would bet. I would bet on the Nets, but I think yeah. the Clippers can make it like a six-seven game series. Based off what I've seen how they played, I think they can do it. The Lakers, obviously, because they have LeBron. Yeah. So. You know, you're never gonna doubt LeBron, and then the Bucks would be the three teams that I would like. I wouldn't like. I would bet against. I would bet on the Nets, but those would be the three that had yeah. the best chance.
1: So I have a question, if I can. Um, are we underestimating chemistry? Because like when this move first happened, I was like I said, I was like, before we we started. I, I was against it a little bit just because I didn't think chemistry wise it was gonna work out. So now that we see. Kind of KD out of the mix, Kyrie out of the mix here and there, Um, you know, Blake Griffin kind of find his way into the mix. Do you think chemistry will play a factor at all in in terms of your championship run? Or do you think just because you have all of that talent, that's some amazing talent that they can't be stopped? I
2: I think my opinion, I think chemistry plays a sense, but I think when you you like... When you just got, like, uh, going back to Golden State, you know, their chemistry was mm. bad, at like, towards the end. But when yeah. you got guys that are just that great, you know, yeah. Steph, Katie, Clay, Draymond, they're just, regardless of the chemistry, they're going to know, like, okay, we might not be cool, but when we get on this court, like, we know what to do. We okay. know how to beat this team. And I think okay. with the Nets, that's just got, they, they're going to know, like, okay, yeah, we might be beefing here and there, but we, yeah. we like, we know when to turn it on and, like, yeah. when to get it going. Okay. And I feel like KD... It's the type of guy, he's cool with both parties, so I think he's going to kind of be that mediator. And Jeff Green, too, you know, Uncle, they call him Unk. He's going to be that guy that really, like, has the little old mentality because, you know, he's cool with all of them, too. So, DeAndre Jordan, too. So, I think they have those guys to kind of offset that bad chemistry. So, I I don't think the Nets have chemistry problems. I think the only thing that's going to hurt them is injuries, honestly. Like, that would be the only thing that really offsets them.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, not having enough time to play together and and fully see what they look like, fully healthy, like,
0: uh, yeah, uh, for me, um, I don't think that's a problem because okay. I think James Harden and KD already like they're they're oh, they, yeah. they're yeah. clicked. They yeah. know how to play together. When the trade first happened, my only concern was Kyrie. Mm. We even talked about it with Jack. <laughs> when you know we when we had we talked about the Nets. And I said, look, right now, I think Harden is being way too passive. Okay. I said, in order for the Nets to be their best selves, Harden has to be his MVP self. Mm. Because when he plays with Kyrie, Harden takes that back step. But now, as a recent Harden has not been taking that back Ever since Kyrie yeah. told him,
1: yeah, you're, yeah. The, you're the point guard. Yeah. He, has, he
0: has not been taking that back seat to, to Kyrie Irving. And James Harden, since then, has been averaging like 26, 11, and 10. Like he's averaging mm. a triple double. Yeah. The Nets are going on a major win streak. So he's figured out how to play with Kyrie. And Blake Griffin is just coming oh in and saying. God. <laughs> Blake is just coming in and saying, "Look, I'm just going to be the guy that dies for loose balls, defend well, okay. and make hurt. the right pass." Yeah. He he's a role player now and he's he's you know playing his role and when I've seen him against Portland, he, that's what he's doing. He's playing his role. Yeah. He picks his spots well and because of that, I think chemistry won't be a problem. And James Harden, I think he's one of the most underrated (laughs) leaders in the entire NBA. I mean, he gives Nick Claxton confidence. He even paid his fine when he got a tech. Mm. You know, Harden is on the bench telling guys where to be on offensively, defensively. He's really a vocal leader. And I just want to say one last thing um, about the Heat and the Nets matchup. Okay. Harden almost beat the Juggernaut Warriors. With no Kyrie Irving. Chris Paul did get hurt and he was there, so I'm gonna give Chris Paul credit. Mm. But if you compare this Nets team versus that Rockets team, take out KD, I think they're pretty similar.
2: Oh, what you talking about? Like uh, James Harden and Kyrie, that team. James and
0: Harden, Kyrie, Harden and Chris Paul with Capella. Ariza. Oh, yeah,
2: you could say that. Yeah, they're, they're yeah, yeah. similar. Yeah.
0: That's why there is no chance in hell Miami can, with all a Depot, who was on a like a 15 game losing streak with he's like a 20 game losing oh, streak with him. Oh man, these. Lamarcus Aldridge, who is on his last years, like he's gonna be done with him in a little bit. Mm. Bam Adebayo, who I think I like Bam. I'm not gonna talk.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then you got the Barnacle Boys and Tyler Harrell and Duncan you call Robinson.
1: Call them the Barnacle. That's I like that him. the Barnacle Boys. So
0: they and Jimmy Butler, of course, we know he's a dog, but yeah. People are underestimating how great and legendary James Harden is. <laughs> so when they get into a series, didn't, try, didn't they choke? Miami will have no chance.
2: <laughs> Wait, but didn't they choke?
1: <laughs> yeah. They even shot if, like the oh, worst. Even yeah.
0: yeah. if Durant is out, they will have no chance.
2: I would say this is my last take. Um going off what you said, Reef, yeah. man, I just feel like with like the chemistry thing. I think you look at the dynasties back in the day, like even now, like Golden State, what stopped them? Injuries. The big three, you know, they they made it their first year. I mean, LeBron didn't play well, but they made it. Four straight times, you know that, yeah. was, that was a big three. Golden State they made the finals four straight times. Even Boston's big three and the Lakers' yeah. big three, they made it consecutive years. So the Bulls they made it consecutive years. The Magic and Kareem like yeah. dynasties, super talented Dynasty. They're gonna they're gonna win. Aside yeah. from like injuries or any like offset bad one player playing bad, they're gonna either get there or win. So I think it's kind of like inevitable yeah. for the Nets to make the finals. It's really just about winning it because not every great team. Always wins it. But best believe they're probably going to make it. History has shown it. Yeah.
0: So uh, on to the next segment. We're going to talk about Kyle Lowry for a little bit. (laughs) Okay. So uh, we thought he was going to get traded to either Miami, the Lakers, or Philly. Kyle Lowry did not get traded. Are you surprised that he didn't get traded?
2: I'm not surprised because I saw the offers. They were like Toronto (laughs) was asking for... Like when, like I'm gonna use Philly for an example, you know, he they asked for two of their Philly's young pieces and a couple of draft picks. I, I would say no too. Kyle Lowry, everybody knows he's on a rental. Yeah. I think we can all agree he's on a collision course to join the Clippers. I I Ooh. could be wrong, but I think that's the way everything is looking. He's on a collision course to join the Clippers. He might okay. join Miami in the off season too. Okay, you never know. I think he's joining a juggernaut, not a juggernaut, but a, like a, a high contender. level play, yeah, yeah, high level contender in the off season. So I think. Philly wasn't going to be a team that was going to throw away their whole future just to get Kyle Lowry, a guy who's thirty six, I believe, and he's he's good, but he's no superstar. So I I think like the, the offering you like you said Miami Tyler Harrow and Duncan Rob Tyler Hero is the future. Yeah, you know, so I don't think giving him up was for Kyle Lowry a rental was going to make sense, and it's just it, it's not something I would do. And especially where Philly's at right now, you know, they're pretty good where they're at right now. I don't think Kyle Lowry was going to put them over the top to beat the big three and the Nets. I think they're going to be what they are at this moment in time. If they could beat them now, they could beat them now. If they can't, they can't. Kyle Lowry wasn't going to move it yeah. or change. I think same thing with Miami. They're going to be what they are. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to change it, honestly. So I think holding off on those trades and telling them, yeah, this is we don't want to do this, I think that was good for the other teams, especially with Philly because with James Harden, Houston was doing the same thing. Yeah, They was asking teams for a lot, and they ended up with possibly the worst and getting back harder. They could have ended up with Jared Allen, Karris Levert, all these guys. And Woody. Yeah, Yeah. and they ended up with nothing. So I think Toronto tried to do the same thing to try to finesse, and it didn't work, but they didn't end up as bad as Houston.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm not surprised. Um, Like we said, the offers just weren't there. And a lot of the team, it was about, Pretty much two is a two-team race, um, three if you want to include the Lakers. But um, the teams that were vying for him, they had to give up a lot, especially their young talent. Um, Like I said to you guys a little earlier, I didn't really see the Philly move. I didn't I don't see where he fits in Philly or what he can kind of contribute to Philly. Um, just because I didn't see where, were they are going to make him play off the ball or they're going to make Ben Simmons play off the ball who is isn't a reliable shooter. How is that going to work? Then you're taking spots away from Dating Green and Seth Curry, which I think are better compliments for Ben Simmons being that he can't shoot. So to have shooters around him, I think, kind of brings out his talent. So Philly, I didn't think was a good mix. The Heat, I think he would have fit better on. Yeah. I would love to have seen Kyle Lowry in, on the Heat in a Heat uniform. I think he fits better in that system, especially with that culture, um, to bring championship mentality there as well. I thought he would have fit a lot better, um, but I don't know. I, I'm not giving up Tyler Hero, um, and honestly, it would be hard for me to part ways with Duncan Robinson at that as well if I'm the Heat, so um, to get an aging uh, Kyle Lowry, 35 years old. Like 80. you said, he is a rental. He's aged. He is, no, he, he's aged. <laughs> he, he can still be a starting part, point guard, in my opinion, on a lot of teams. But um, like Riff said, he's aged, man. Um, he's kind of at the tail end of his career. Um, so to give up my young pieces, who are such um, a huge contribution to my team, I wouldn't have made that move either if I was a heat. Dude, 36, right? You know, I, yeah, yeah, he's 36? I
0: think so. Yeah, I, I think he's 35, 36. Look up, bro. He's I mean, old. I'm super surprised that yeah. he didn't get traded. Because I thought Toronto was going to uh, be desperate and mm. say, look, we're not going to bring him back anyway, so we're just going to get something for Lowry. Sorry cut yeah. you real
2: quick. He turns 36, like, right now. Okay.
0: Oh, so happy birthday. Today. Yeah, happy birthday. birthday, Kyle Lowry. Happy uh, <laughs> birthday today. March 25th, yeah. Happy birthday, champ. Oh, he's Aries. Shout out to oh, my okay. oh, boy. Aries okay. Aries game. so happy birthday, yes, Kyle Lowry. So, <laughs> you know, for me, I think that um, I thought they were going to get desperate, and I thought they were going to make a move. Okay. And because of that, you know, I thought they were going to trade him, but... I'm actually pretty happy that they didn't trade him. I think Kyle Lowry is a Raptors legend. Mm. Um, And I think, you know, if he's going to leave the Raptors, let him leave when his contract is up and let him walk. Don't trade him just for anybody because I think he means too much to that organization to get breadcrumbs back for him. You know, I think if you're going to trade Kyle Lowry, you need to get somebody, you know, that's worthwhile. What I can't believe is – the Lakers didn't want to part ways with Talon Horton Tucker for Kyle Lowry.
1: He's tough, though. I like can't I, lie. Yeah,
0: like I, Talon Horton Tucker has shown flashes. You saw the trade, though. It was yeah. Dennis
1: Schroeder, Dennis Schroeder, Schroeder. Talon, Horton. Tucker. Who was the third? Who was the third person again? I forgot.
2: Kentavious Caldwell. Pope. Pope. Yeah. That was kind of yeah, like well, yeah, all yeah.
0: their shooters,
2: their
1: three and D guys. Like that's yeah. true. That's true. You think Kyle Lowry's worth those three pieces right there? I mean, with, I think Dennis with, is really good. Lowry, I do think Dennis is really good. With
0: Lowry, LeBron, AD, Harold, and guys like Kuzma, you know, I think. They could have given me that's work. a bigger run for the money than having uh, okay. Schroeder and KCP, mm. honestly. But, uh, yeah, for me, I think, you know, even with Kyle Lowry staying, I don't think the Raptors are in, are in such a horrible position because I think yeah. they really stole Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood from the Blazers. Definitely. Now they have Gary Trent, who's going to be part of that young core. Norman Powell's leaving. They got Rodney Hood, who can, he can still give you, like, 10 points per game. I think he can do that once in a while. Yeah. And they traded Matt Thomas to Utah. You know, he was such a bad defender, you couldn't really play him. Terrence Davis to Sacramento. Yeah, so Terrence problems, Davis yeah. had some yeah. – Terrence Davis, you know, even though he had a good rookie year, he had some locker room problems and off-the-court issues. You know, I mm. think he had some allegations against him and stuff for, like, sexual misconduct. Mm. So, you know, him getting him out of the locker room, I think, was actually a benefit yeah. to the Toronto Raptors. But like I said, Lowry was a Raptors legend, and I'm glad they didn't trade him for just anybody. But right now, they're the 11th seed. And are yeah. they going to make the playoffs? We're not sure. You know, I thought they were going to make it, but it seems like right now they're probably not. They're behind us.
1: Yeah, yeah and they lost a lot. You know, losing Marcus, All, losing Ibaka, that really hurt. <laughs> that really hurt.
0: And is Nick Nurse right now getting exposed as a coach that maybe got too much praise too early? Exposed? I would say exposed. last year when Kawhi left, we're like, we didn't expect them to be that good. Then when they finished with the top three seed, we're like, "Oh, Nick Nurse is like a hell of a coach." Well, then this year mm. you hear him, you know, having back and forths with Siakam, and True. really they're well, I, not yeah. vibing with. Nick I was Nurse. always
2: under the fence that you know, even they lost Kawhi, I thought they were going to be a great regular season team, and I thought yeah. they were just going to lose big time playoff matchups because they didn't have a guy yeah. at the end. And I think I didn't think I think paying Fred VanVleet to be your best player, and he's a six foot. shot Chucker I'm not a fan of that yeah I think you know he's best fitted to be like your third best player but now you're riding with Siakam who has shown the ability that he can't be the best one on your team and Fred Van Vliet and I think now they're kind of stuck in no man's land you know they got two big contracts on them and now they're just trying to get young. I think when they stole from Portland, they tried to do the same with Kyle Lowry, and it didn't pan out. So I I think that's a bad... But I I think Nick Nurse is still a really good coach. I think he can turn around. I think Masai Ujuri, he's a really good GM. I just think this team, nobody's going to want to go play for Toronto Mm. because of the location. I think this team was best fit to build through the draft. And I think if they can, you know... It's gonna be a funny how it goes, but I really have a feeling they get the number one pick if they don't make the playoffs. Like mm. they, Even just,
0: wherever they ended up in the lottery. Yeah. yeah,
2: but I just think they get they're gonna get the number one pick, and it's just gonna be crazy how that just happens. Imagine that! Like getting a top three pick for them is yeah. clean either way. Yeah.
0: KD, I think on one of his podcasts. Well, I don't think I know. Oh, he I, know said what you, I know what you. I know what you He say. said that Nick Nurse isn't an exes and knows guy. He's just a, mm. like a motivator. Okay, and that's what he is. So. I mean, KD saying that it's probably saying that Nick Nurse, you know, he knows how to get the best mm-hmm. out of guys, but he doesn't really put together sound. He's not a great coach. Okay. I mean, what he's okay. known for is you know having a boxing one defense on Curry. Yeah, that's basically what he's known for to this point. Like in well, the Giannis and, and stopper, the, yeah, yeah, and the wall, and the he's,
2: wall. he, he <laughs> yeah. I think he created the wall. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a funny way. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: No, but I, they said that teams did that before him. What, I build, think in build the, the, the wall? regular season, yeah.
2: I think it was just because he he perfected it. Yeah, I want to say he
0: had the guys to perfect. Yeah, yeah. So yeah if you
2: have the yeah. guys, then yeah. you can uh, you can do it. I think because people did it before. It's kind of like a zone. Yeah. So it's really just a sit in zone. You just put the best guys, your best yeah. wing defenders at the top, and then you had your bigs at the bottom. You had Kawhi Leonard and Pascal yeah. Siakam. You can't fail with yeah. that. Like, yeah, God, nigga, nurse, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But I,
0: I'm glad that Lowry <laughs> didn't get traded. Yeah. I, I was surprised he didn't. But now on to the next topic. Draymond Green, (laughs) (laughs) uh, you know, whenever he says something, he uh, it usually creates headlines. And I'll say this before we start: I think Draymond Green is probably one of the smartest basketball minds that I've listened to. You know when he when he talks, I listen, especially when it comes to basketball and even important issues. You know, earlier in the year, he sounded off on guys getting traded and basically Mm -hmm. their mental health and how you know teams treat these players. So I think he always has something really wise to say. And some people may think he said something wise here, and some people may not think so. It was funny
2: how he yeah. did it. He said something, and then he, and then went, he, as far, our he way, went as far he as the, way,
3: as the He said, no, I I'm, the, the, yeah, yeah, I'm the best yeah. in history. Know <laughs> you know what's
0: the funny thing, though, is that Draymond, so what he said is that Draymond said that he is the best defender in NBA history. Yes. And what's funny about this is that last year, he said this as well. <laughs> but it didn't but it didn't it did it create did? traction. Yeah, in I think really? in the 2019 playoffs, I think. He said it during the playoffs. Okay, that uh, he said he was the best. Oh, so two years because he didn't he didn't make yeah, the playoffs. Like that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, uh, but he said because they down. were winning
3: at the time they allowed <laughs> it. <Yeah.
0: laughs> I mean, he's a he's a one time defense player of the year. He's a five time all defensive team, mm. and I'll say this: if you're if you're trying to compare accolades and you know achievements, defensive te- achievements, Draymond is not top five. If yeah. you want no, to compare, I think let's. I think let's
2: right here. Let's yeah, go. Of, I test. of course, of course. Okay.
0: that's what I'm saying. Like, if you want to compare achievements, we're not comparing achievements because nowadays when people argue about football or basketball, because yeah, I don't think Rudy the top yeah, five they, they say, yeah. oh, this no. guy has more of this and that. I think Draymond's the best defender in NBA history. Okay, I, I think okay. So. No, okay. And, let's, and the reason, let's talk about I, the reason it. I think so is because Draymond Green has revolutionized <laughs> the game of basketball so much mm. that. You cannot have traditional big men on the court anymore. That's because of Steph. Wait nah, a minute. Yeah, he, he, whoa, whoa. Yeah, nah, we, small ball. Okay, but don't small do that. got to give him <laughs> his roses, but man. Give Steph his roses. Don't try yeah. to do that, though. What you, mean? <laughs> that was what you that, mean? That was
2: Yeah. Don't do that. I yeah. see what
1: you're trying no, to no, do. No, Steph's okay. three-point
0: shot, of course. You know, we know oh, okay. about the three-point yeah. revolution.
1: Right. Are you talking but about in terms of the point forward? But
0: no, small ball, like having a guy that's 6 6'6". I'm
1: saying, okay, I'm making sure you... Okay.
0: Like, I mean, he... Draymond Green is the reason why that could ex- excel like it did. Let's mm. be honest. Let's okay. keep it a buck. yeah us keep make it a buck. No, sure I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I agree with you. So I think he revolutionized the game of basketball in that way. Like Dennis Rodman, he was not that. Like he, no. was, he was a great defender. He was a
2: different type of defender.
1: Different.
0: I'm, I'm going to get to it in the yeah,
1: minute. I'm, I'm minute. glad you said that. He was a great
0: defender, but I think when you talk about a guy who can guard one through five, that's Dre. Like Dre has shown the ability to lock up a guy like Anthony Davis, one of the best power fours in the game, and yeah, also switch on to guards perimeter players, does a great job on James Harden when he guards him, one of the best off- the I best agree. offensive player in NBA history. I, don't, so I disagree on so that idea. part. Keep going. <laughs> so this is why I think, you know, Draymond has revolutionized the position. And we yeah. w- when we want, like, people want to talk about, like, the Tony Allen's, I know Tony Allen called yeah. uh, Draymond he's out. Up, he's up there. Tony Allen is a great perimeter defender, <laughs> but he cannot guard bigs. No. He cannot guard bigs. Dre can guard bigs. So when you talk about a guy who can guard one through five, like just stick him. Mm-hmm. Dre is up there. And when you talk about a guy that's the back line of the defense, calling out everybody's defensive assignments, being a great um help defender, like Draymond is second to none. Like mm-hmm. especially right now in the NBA, he's the best by far. Oh, you know watching- when he said
2: that, yeah. yeah, he's by far the best. Yeah, defender watching in the watching
0: yeah. the Golden State Warriors when they didn't have Draymond, I mean their defense, I mean it went it tanked. Yeah. Like when he's on the court, they have such a great defense because he's a great help side defender and he puts everybody in place. And when you talk about defense, you have to consider all those things, not just who's the best perimeter defender and then go by that. Um,
2: mm. You made some stuff. That's a great point. take. No, you know, he Draymond reminds me of peak LeBron defensively, like Miami heat LeBron defensively. Like he's, he's one through five. He's everywhere. okay. Like he's, but I want to, I want to say this cause it's, it's, it's hard to assess defense because every era was different. You know, mm. before defense was just, you know, when you talk about bigs defensively, they would just had to guard bigs and yeah. they were the backbone of the defense. Now in the league, it's more versatility. So Draymond's that guy who's, he's versatile in a sense. And then with guards, you know, they can't guard bigs because yeah. they're just too small. Yeah. Now he said when he said he was the best defender in the league, <laughs> I agreed with him hundred percent. He's yeah. by far like, yeah. that Rudy Gobert. I don't yeah, no. It's good to win DPOI. It's good. Yeah. It's not a, like it's good to win it. Yeah. But you know DPOY just really attains the stats. Like it just looks at stats. It doesn't talk, Like really, you yeah. don't eye test it. I, agree. I test Draymond Green is the best defender in the league now. All time is where it gets tricky. You know, there's guys like Dennis Rodman, Scottie Pippen. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Ben Wallace, Tim Duncan—you know all these guys. And the thing that's keeping Draymond Green in the conversation is his versatility. Like Joel mm. said, he can guard one through five. And I, but I think it's it's hard to—I—I I, I have him in my top five. To say one, it's hard because I look at when I look at defense, I look at who'd you locked up, and I look at the type of defenses you've anchored. Mm. So Draymond Green is up there. I have to throw Ben Wallace in my five. Because Mm -hmm. he locked up the most, not locked up, he contained the most unstoppable force in NBA history in Shaq. You know, and he anchored those Detroit Pistons defenses that were great teams. I have to put Tim Duncan up there. He anchored the Spurs defense for decades. Mm -hmm. Kawhi Leonard has to be in that conversation, though. Scottie Pippen. So I think overall, Joel has a point. Like when you talk about versatility, telling people where they are, his off ball defense, I think that goes to show, like, Draymond is up there, but I think yeah. like perimeter defense, you have to kind of like break it down. Like So perimeter defense, would Draymond be the best? I don't think so. I think guys like Kawhi Leonard, Scottie Pippen, GP, Tony Allen. That's, I think, why t- Tony Allen jumped in. And so even MJ and Kobe, those are the guys you would put yeah. Talk yeah. about post-defense, though. Now you throw Draymond up there with the Tim Duncans, the KGs, those guys like that. But I think to say he's number one is just hard to assess because – of the generations and how different it is, like versatility wasn't really a big thing. Like we talk about Dennis Rodman, that's probably the closest thing to Draymond. Yeah, back in the day, but he wasn't as versatile as Draymond because it was a different game. Yeah. So now, with all that being said, I want to ask you. You said Draymond Green guards the one through five. He locks yeah. up guys like AD. Blake Griffin, he's done that to Blake Griffin a thousand times. <laughs> like, he just, like, so, like, and he guards James Harden. He Love, f- too. Get, he he love. Kevin no, Yeah, Kevin Love. No, yeah. Oh, every year. Every time they played. Yeah. yeah. So, but I want to ask you, Big's, like, Hakeem Olajuwon, Tim Duncan, KG, they had to see each other. So, I want you to mm-hmm. plug Draymond in, in the West. When he plays Tim Duncan four times, KG four times, Chris Webber three four times, mm. Shaq four times, do you think he would still be as acclaimed as he is right now?
0: Yes, with this same roster, like mm-hmm. bringing that. If we're like uh, if like bringing plug this, in, yeah, plug, bringing plug in this the Golden State roster to oh. like Steph Curry. What, what, what would
2: you say would be his best defensive year? With 2016, KD? 2016. Oh, so yeah. Katie, Oh, Also without Katie. Okay, so plug in tw- that that team into those yeah. that.
1: Okay.
0: We plug it into those areas where we know the game was slower paced and they have mm-hmm. not advanced the three-point shot yeah. like they did. Mm-hmm. I think the Warriors beat them. They, like, no, they the, beat, I, they I know they're going to yeah. beat them. I'm just so, saying Draymond yeah, I, specifically. They are yeah. going to beat them on defense because mm-hmm. I don't, as great as Akeem is, I don't see him chasing around Steph Curry around the screen. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't see him keeping up with Draymond in pick-and-roll situations and doing that. You know, these guys get exposed, mm-hmm. you know. But now
2: plug it. Switch it now. They have to play offense to defense. You got a seven foot guy that can virtually do anything, and Draymond is kind of going to be out there on the island on his own. Mm-hmm. Do you trust because with defensive guys, like you trust Kawhi on the island by himself, yeah, you trust Scotty on the island by you, trust Tim Duncan with any big on the island by so you trust Ben Wallace at all times. Do you trust Draymond to on an island put him with the best bigs ever, Shaq, Hakeem? Guys like that, Chris Webber, Tim Duncan, KG. Like, do you trust him? Do you trust him even with the wings? You know, he switch offs. He has to guard T Mac. He has to guard Vince Carter. He even switch offs. He has to guard Kobe. Like, do you trust him in those situations? As great, like as great as you think he is?
0: I trust him with the wings, one hundred percent. I don't trust him with the bigs because yeah. of the weight difference. Because mm. Shaq <clears throat> is three hundred pounds, and what is Draymond like? Two forty, yeah, yeah and give like or that. take. You know, yeah. so because of that, I, I don't. I don't trust them with the bigs like that because they were such a dominant force. But, but the wings and guards, I, I trust them 100%. 100% yeah. When yeah. you're talking about that,
1: I agree. Uh, I'll take them with wings and guards. Bigs, like Joel said, that weight difference, you know, I'm thinking of bigs like Hakeem, Shaq, uh, Joel and B. Like, those are too dominant for a, a Draymond to handle. But to me, honestly, um, I'm a Draymond fan. I think he's best in help defense, I think he's one of the best yeah. help defenders in NBA history and in Learned the league so. now um, so I'd rather him help off the big as opposed to you know be on an island with the bigs but um, I don't think his content and to take it back to the to original question I don't think what he said was outlandish yeah when people
2: were I was yeah. like yeah no.
1: when, pe- when when the media really blew this up um, I think it was warranted I think it was justified you know it's um, and, I, and I love that He's talking about defense, you know, it taking pride in defense. Like, I think the Tony Allen reaction was kind of, you know, a little unnecessary. But I, I, love, I liked it. I love to see the back and forth, <laughs> like but um, to me, I think he's one of the best defenders in NBA history because of his versatility. Because mm-hmm. he can guard one through five. He can switch. Like I said, he is one of the best help defenders. He is, um, you know, the team anchor on defense, but... He's underrated, man. Draymond Green's <laughs> highly underrated and underappreciated. Um obviously not by the Warriors, but just by society and basketball fans. Man, he doesn't he doesn't get his just due, I'll be honest. I think what,
0: Yeah, I mean, you try to do that earlier in the segment.
1: <laughs> now, I think what benefits
2: Draymond is that he's the best defender in yeah. the most explosive offensive era ever. True. Like in an era where guards and wings are like out here scoring a whole bunch. He can yeah. guard them. So I think that's what's always going to put Draymond Like, all right, well, you know, he, he can switch off. He can guard yeah. the Kawhis. He can guard the Hardest. He can guard the kiddies. That's going to yeah. put him at the top, whereas the guys that we had before, it was more big men ran errors. So they yeah. were like, you know – guarding bigs and stuff. So it's like, it's different. He's a different type of big, you know, mm. he's never going to be like, he couldn't, He I would have loved to see him guard the KGs, the Tim Duncan, mm. but he's, he's, he's guarding guys like AD, who's more like a, a big yeah. wing guys like Blake Griffin. So it's like yeah. in his era, that's always going to benefit him and being, locking up the most offensive era. That's, uh, that's what I think is going to benefit him. Okay. I
0: think, I think him guarding AD gives him a case that he can guard KG.
2: Yeah, cuz they're kind of like the same. Yeah, they're yeah, kind of like the same. I agree you know, with
0: you. But I'll say this, you know, everybody loves to you you mentioned it. You mentioned you said it perfectly. People underappreciate Draymond, and I agree mm-hmm. with that 100%. Yeah. There is this narrative because Draymond Green doesn't score a lot of points that he's he got carried by the Warriors.
1: I hate that speak, man.
0: There will there would have never been a Golden State Warriors dynasty without Draymond Green. I know I Steph agree. Curry was the catalyst.
2: I agree. Okay, I agree. Okay, 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 I agree. Okay. I think Clay Thompson. I thought you were going somewhere Clay else. With that.
0: Thompson, <laughs> Clay Thompson was not the second be- most important player. It was Draymond. It was Draymond and then Clay. And I love Clay, but Draymond no, was I more agree. important. I'm with you. Teams. I'm with you. So there will be no Golden State Warriors without Draymond Green. There would have never been any dynasty. And the same guys that are talking about how Draymond Green got carried by the Warriors. Are the same LeBron haters that say that <laughs> the, the 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 um are the same LeBron haters that would have said that Golden State would have won if Draymond played in Game Five.
3: Yeah, you know, yeah. These are the same That's guys the that point. say,
0: "Oh, Draymond Green is not that important," but then, "Oh, if he never gets suspended in Game Five, Golden yeah. State wins the championship." LeBron doesn't have another ring. Yeah. So you you can't have both. You know, Draymond was super important, and when he did get suspended in Game Five, we saw that. Yeah. You know, you know we saw that they are missing something. That's why, you know when they had KD. Mm. We knew that KD was going to be the guy to fit in there because we knew that they already had their guys with Dre and Clay, Yeah, And Dre was the most imp- – like, Dre, I think, is really underappreciated. He's going to be underappreciated in the history books because he doesn't score much. Yeah. But when you look at his passing, I mean, his passing is the next level. I think hey. guys
2: like that are always underappreciated. You know, him – Ben Wallace, Dennis yeah. Rodman. I think those guys always going to get unappreciated because they did the dirty work, and I think mm. it just doesn't get appreciated great point. At how they yeah. like they go in there and they do all the, the grind out work. And people like nowadays people don't appreciate defense as much. Oh. So I think people and I like um listen. I'll be on Twitter. I'll be mad at someone. Draymond score like two points, zero points because yeah. the way he does it, you know, he just passes up open layups. Yeah, but. When those runs, those finals runs, Draymond yeah. wasn't no two point per game scorer. No, he was like putting he, up numbers. And he can shoot the three at that yeah. time. So he wasn't no scrub. Like yeah. That's
0: 30 in game seven. Yeah, yeah. he wasn't yeah. no
2: scrub. Like now he's just, he'd be getting me mad. But he yeah, wasn't yeah. no he's... scrub before. So I think mm. during the run, you definitely, I agree. I thought you were going somewhere else with that. But yeah. no, I agree. Draymond Green, without Draymond Green, there is no Golden State well, that's uh, what I was Dynasty. Gonna say. I thought you could say he was more important than staff. I really thought that's where oh, you were going. Oh no, I was gonna no be like come, no. come on, bro. Like, <laughs> it's close, but come on, you know who's number one. Yeah. I agree with you though. Draymond is more important than Clay. I definitely agree with you on yeah. that. Yeah,
1: especially but, during those dynasty years. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think because when Clay,
2: a lot of people forgot Clay had a lot of stinkers yeah. and a lot of finals. Like he, he didn't play all too well. Like yeah. he, we know Clay for Game Six, but he was in a lot of stinkers and yeah, nobody man. cared because he plays you know defense all day. So.
0: So, yeah, so on to the next topic. Somebody else came out and said something. This time, <laughs> it was Charles Barkley. Um, yeah. He, uh, I, I listened to the clip because Reef had told me that, mm. you know, the media kind of, uh, they over, they over blew it. Oh, they did? And the same thing yeah, happened. Yeah, his words. The same thing happened with uh, the Steve Kerr quote about KD. Exactly. They over blew that as well, but okay. Yeah. Talking about Charles Barkley, Charles Barkley said that, James Harden is the best player in basketball today. Yeah. And he, this is him. Like, yes, you clarifying. yes, yes. Yeah. Barkley also said, this is me clarifying it as well. He said, <laughs> although Jordan and Kobe are better offensive players, he thinks that James Harden is the best offensive player that he has, has ever seen yeah. so Barkley? I don't get it. Yes, because he saw Kobe and Jordan. So I really don't get it either. <laughs> yeah. he's yeah. is he trying to save face by so like? He's probably he's basically saying that okay, like you know I know the consensus is these two guys are better than Harden, but for me I'm taking Harden. Okay, so he believes yeah. Harden is the best offensive player to play basketball, and I'm gonna go last on this because <laughs> you know I, I got something to say. Uh, okay, I want you to go first because I know you you don't agree with this.
2: I don't agree to an extent. I think mm-hmm. offense, I'm glad he kept his, like, when he said, oh, oh my God. I'm it's coming go, on. Yeah, here we go.
3: It's coming on, on, ladies and it gentlemen. It yeah. I can't do it while he's.
1: <laughs> Fear the beard. Fear the beard. Fear the beard. <laughs> Yo, this guy is clean. Enjoyed his clean. <laughs> oh, man.
2: All right, so. Ask
0: me the question to get... <laughs> Look, yeah. I'll, go, I'll go first because, yeah. you, you know, <laughs> no, you're, you're, it, you're distracted by it, a beautiful I got beard. It. I got
1: it. I
2: want to say this. I got it. <laughs> When he talks about offense, offense, yeah. like I'm glad they, they said offense because if we were just talking scoring, it's not close. It's yeah. Michael Jordan without a doubt. But we're talking about offense, which means playmaking is added mm-hmm. into the offense. Mm. And is he the best? You can make an argument. Now, I'm sure Joel has a strong argument. I'm not going to lie. could probably going to be some things I can't disagree with because James Harden is one of the most <laughs> prolific passers in the NBA right now. He's one of the most yeah. prolific scorers Agreed. in the NBA right now. So yeah. I, it, it's going to be things where I'm going to be like, you you can make an argument for James Harden being number one offensively, yeah. like strictly just offense. I want to say this though. I want to give give some 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 okay. headshot head uh, on what you are the guys with. like Michael Jordan and Kobe, yeah. who were great passers, not as good as James Harden. I'm not yeah. saying, anything, but they were great passers that played in a system where they. Couldn't showcase that, which is... I agree. If everybody doesn't know, it's called the triangle. The triangle puts your best player in the best position to score the ball. Mm -hmm. It doesn't showcase much of your playmaking. So guys who... Well, we all see Michael Jordan before the triangle was putting up seven, eight assists. He was averaging triple-double at one point at the point guard spot. He can be a great playmaker. It's just when they played in the triangle, obviously... You can't showcase that. Steph Curry is also... He, I think James Harden is a better offensive player because of his playmaking. But Steph Curry is also up there in terms of offensive player of all time. I think he's definitely up there in that conversation. But when you talk about James Harden being the number one offensive player ever, you yo, I ain't gonna lie. It, it, it,
3: it, it could be... It, it's like it's you can't
2: say... Definitely no and you can't say definitively yes, yes but you can't yeah. call it blasphemy because yes. I, I believe he's top 5 offensive it's player it's justified we've yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's legit justified you can throw KD up there but yeah. Katie's not a playmaker like that Like, yeah. it's just terms of scoring you can say KD yes. but offensive like you're putting the total package in there James Harden might be top 3
3: mm. you, mm. I, you know, you know for, three.
0: for me you know this is it's not a debate for me <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> Look, I have no reason to be biased. I have no reason to say that James Harden. You got the beard yeah. i talking about. I can't be biased. Offensive player ever. There's yeah. no, I have no incentive to say this. Okay. I just go by what I see. I will be honest. I, I did not see Jordan. I was too young for that. But I did yeah. see Kobe.
3: Okay. I did
0: see Kobe. I did see Harden. And when we talk about the best offensive players of all time, we often talk about Jordan, Kobe, and then Harden. You know, he mm. gets brought up. Chris Paul, one of the best point guards of all time, said that James Harden is the best offensive player he's ever seen. He mm. played with he played against Kobe. You know he, yeah. he's seen Kobe up close. He said James Harden is the best he's ever seen. If you want to argue longevity, Harden is not there. Same thing with Draymond. Harden has twenty one thousand career points. Are you going to
2: bring up LeBron? LeBron has to be in this conversation. I know. No, mm. I'm saying look,
0: Harden twenty two thousand. He's about to hit twenty two thousand. So we're talking if we're talking longevity, no, mm. but. I compare James Harden to the three pl- the two players that he's often compared to. But first I'm gonna say this. James Harden in twenty nineteen had thirty-two straight games with thirty points. Mm-hmm. That's the longest since the NBA merger mm-hmm. and second all time. Wilt is the only other guy to do it. It doesn't count.
2: And yeah. Wilt played in like <laughs> an Nobody era. Nobody doesn't
0: count, stats, bro. Don't Wilt even count. played in an era where like they had eighty more possessions a game. So True. Harden would have definitely had that. Played us. And just mm-hmm. to dispute your Facts. point about the triangle offense. It's an offense to put your scores in the best positions to score. Yeah, that's telling me Harden would average more points. Maybe not assists. He would have had a lot of assists, but in terms of points, he would have had more points. I would have to
2: disagree. Especially
0: having his, especially having a mid-range game, adding that to his game. Wait,
2: when the, wait, wait, think, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Wait, wait. Before you continue, you can't say that because in this area, he takes more threes than both of them, yeah. like Jordan and Kobe. So he, he's gonna, if he takes more threes than they all take, we all know they take the same amount of free throws. Yeah. So I know that for a fact. But he takes more threes than both of them. And in, in James Harden, in order for you to put, James Harden always has the ball. So he always decides what's gonna happen. Yeah. In a triangle, you, you don't always decide what's gonna happen. Yeah. It could be a time where somebody else takes the ball or somebody else takes the shot.
0: I get that. But listen. I put Jordan's best scoring years, Kobe's best scoring mm. year and Harden's best scoring year all together. I
2: bet you Kobe's not we, even close. We are mm. going
0: to start with James Harden 2018-2019 season. Okay. He averaged 36 points per game, 7.5 assists per game, 6.6 rebounds, mm. had a 118 offensive rating, mm.
1: Sheesh.
0: 48.3 points per game per 100 possessions. Mm. He had a 9.4 offensive box plus minus offensive win shares and 61.6 true shooting percentage, and he shot 11 free throws per game. Mm. Jordan,
3: 1985,
0: 1986, he averaged 37 points per game, so he averaged more points than James Harden. He averaged 4.6 assists per game, so less assists than Harden. Mm -hmm. I think this was before Phil Jackson came, so this was not the triangle. This was Doug. Yeah, this was him playing freely. He had a 117 offensive rating, lower than James Harden. An 8.4 offensive block box plus minus, lower than James Harden, and an 11.9 offensive win shares, so that is higher than James Harden, but a 56% true shooting percentage, which is is lower than James Harden as well, and he shot 11.9 free throw attempts per game, so that's more than Harden. And then we go go on to Kobe. 2005-2006, when he was playing with Smush Parker and those guys. (laughs) (laughs) 35 (laughs) points per game. Mm-hmm. which is lower than Harden mm-hmm. and Jordan, 4.5 assists per game, which is lower than Harden and 0. 0.1 lower than Jordan. Mm-hmm. 114 offensive rating lower than Harden, 7.4 offensive box plus minus lower than Harden, 11.6 offensive win shares a little bit higher than Harden, not as high as Jordan, and then he had a 56% true shooting percentage lower than Harden. Mm-hmm. And then when we talk and he had 10.2 free throws per free throw attempts per game. So around the same as Harden. Okay. Mm. And then we often hear the argument, what about the usage percentage? Harden, you know, has such a high usage percentage.
2: Mm. I think they're all the same, right?
0: Harden's best scoring season, he had a 40.5 usage percentage. Mm-hmm. In Jordan's, he had a 38.3. Okay. And in Kobe's, he had a 38.7. So they are pretty similar. Yeah. So I would say when you're ranking their best scoring seasons and their best offensive seasons – James Harden comes away as the best offensive scoring season as all time. And I think Harden is number one in points per possession mm. all time, which mm. means how many points does he generate per possession? He's number one all time. You mentioned it as a score. I'll probably take Jordan. I'll probably take Kobe. I'll. Mm. I'll pro- Actually, I won't take Kobe. I'll probably take Jordan. I'll yeah. take, I will take KD. Mm. But when we're talking about an all around offense, we're talking about passing. I mean, James Harden as a passer is here, and yep. those guys are here. So mm-hmm. because of that, we're talking about scoring, which Harden is pretty even with them at. And then you bring in passing. I don't think – I think Harden is the best offensive player that's ever played the game. And I'm not saying this because Stop. I'm a Harden fan. You make some good I don't, points I, don't yeah, have, I don't have an incentive to say this. It's <laughs> not like I'm wearing a beard on <laughs> yeah. my face. I'm not – you know, this is just me being genuine. It's me being real about the game of basketball. And I think James Harden, people love to laugh at the fact that he's, a loser. he's not, he's not going <laughs> to No People like to laugh at the fact that he's not with these top guys, but he is. And people are still trying to kind of cast them out that debate with Dwayne Wade as who's better. Mm. James Harden is better than Dwayne Wade. I think all time too. He's better than Dwayne Wade.
2: You want to go ahead? I have a oh, question. Yes. Oh, okay. Is, is, let me, let me say this real quick. Then Um, the reason why he's, not on their level, yeah, it's because you, you just look at the careers, <laughs> like you no know, MJ, six rings, <laughs> six right. finals MVPs, five, five MVPs. You know, yeah. I, Kobe is like, all right, but like Jordan, the reason why you know, you kind of like just look at their life and just yeah. see what's going on. Um, no, I what did I say? You were gonna make some strong points, yeah, and it was like it's hard to disagree with your points. I want to say one thing though, like you talking about offense. You didn't say LeBron. I don't know why yeah, you Yeah, I, w- I was going to ask, I, where's LeBron this in this conversation? Yeah, that's what really, I really want to get at. Where's LeBron? <laughs> I'll,
0: I'll say this too. What also puts Harden over the top for me is that mm-hmm. he plays with the beard that I don't know how he plays with. I was yeah, wearing it for true. a while. Oh, yeah. it, is, it is annoying. It, is, it gets really hot under there. So I'll, I'll, I'll give him some extra points for that too. Mm. But – uh Yes, LeBron is definitely there. I'm not yeah, gonna lie. He, LeBron is there, but when we're talking about, you know, as a playmaker, as, as a playmaker.
2: Go ahead. I go
1: ahead. Who's better? I,
0: I think it's Le- similar. It's similar.
2: I mm. said who's better. I didn't
1: actually It's similar. It's similar. Who would you choose? Non non hardened non biased Who's the better playmaker? I think, I
0: think uh when you talk about like who makes the better passes, I think LeBron Who makes
1: their team better
0: that's close that's really close I'm not gonna lie it's really close have you seen what LeBron has done I gotta say no, I, I, think, I, I think LeBron and Harden are the two guys in the NBA the like best of the, the best I agree with you the only I two guys in the NBA I that agree. can literally carry like garbage teams LeBron could do it further though but I think LeBron can do it further LeBron could do it further yes. because True. he's 6'8 so you're saying size plays and his, his defense is elite right okay but we talk about playmaking first passing ability I think it's pretty even. I would give the edge to LeBron mm-hmm. uh, only because of IQ. You know, I think IQ, mm. you know, is, he, yeah. he has that edge. But as a scorer, I, I would give
1: Harden the give edge hard to LeBron. I agree. Yeah. Um, that's why I like um that Charles said best offensive player and not best scorer because if we're talking scorer, I'm choosing KD. I'm choosing... um. Mike I'm choosing Kobe so when we talk about in terms of offensive player um he has a a valid point but I just can't put Harden over LeBron um I, I think LeBron is the better offensive player, just more well-rounded, more complete. But Harden is the better scorer. Um, but you can say he's the better offensive player. That's why I kind of agreed with Charles um, when he said he's a better offensive player than than Mike and, and Kobe. Let me just say this for the record. Um, I did not grow up watching Mike, so um, I won't go there. But I did, you know, get to catch Kobe. And um, in terms of scoring, I feel like they're better scorers. I feel like they can score at... All three levels, you know, back to the basket, mid-range especially. Um, they couldn't get the long range, so I feel like that's where Harden definitely gets the edge. He's definitely a better three-point shooter, more consistent three-point shooter. Um, but his ability to play make, his ability to score at such a high clip and make his teammates better and put up easily 10, 11 assists a night, um, you got to give it to him. You know, he's put up astronomical numbers throughout his entire career, but to a better scorer no, but um, best playmaker to me, I'll put it up there with him and LeBron. But I'm I'm, I'm giving the edge to you know, to I, LeBron. I
0: even said it once. I said if we're if we're moving hard into the point guard position, he's the best point guard of all time. I would put him over Magic.
1: Yo, what is wrong with you? But why do we? Why do you do? Uh, that? Why do we no, do the all time? Because I just feel like I just feel like eras are do different. That. Generations are different. Like the style of basketball changes per era. So. You're comparing a, it's tough. It, you're
2: comparing a true point guard. Like Magic was a yeah. true point guard to a guy who was a two guard came in just scoring and decided I'm going to be a one now.
0: It's, no, he was always a true point. No. He was a combo no, Arizona state. No. Come on, bro. He was always a true point. Like
1: Magic was a true like played, point guard. He played
0: the point guard in OKC. It wasn't Russ was always the the two. He was more. Of I'm a saying, two. but he was, he's, well, he's like
2: a combo though. We're like, not he's saying hard is a true point guard. Though, he's not a true point we? guard. I don't think
1: he's a true point guard. I mean, don't I do think that. It is First of all, he's not better than Steph. Yeah, let me get back I to I that. Mean, what is That's a true rough. point
0: guard in today's game? It's, it's like Ricky Chris Rubio's, Lonzo's, and Chris Paul.
1: I think Chris Paul's the 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 last thing. He's the last true
0: point guards have kind of died out. You know,
1: because it's
2: a different era. That's a score That's what Reeves going back to scoring era. He's right. It is hard to compare errors because, you know, the atmosphere, the condition, it's different. The game is just completely different. Yeah. So, I, like I said, I, I watch Jordan on YouTube all the time, but I'm going to stretch it. I'm just going to cut it off and go from 2000 to now. Yeah. I do agree with Joel, though. James Harden is the best offensive player. Like, like we're going to just cut out. James Harden is the best. I think he's a better offensive player than Kobe. I think he's a better offensive player than Katie. I think he's the better offensive player than Steph. I think he is the best offensive player, like, we have in this game. mm I think number two, though, is Steph, though. I, ain't gonna
1: lie. I won't disagree LeBron and like, Steph. I think Harden, LeBron, and Steph yeah. got to be the three. If you had to give me Harden or LeBron as the answer for that, for the question, well, they I would are, take uh, without or. a
2: doubt, the best floor raisers we've ever seen. Yeah. No, well, them two, yeah, those two are the best floor raisers we've ever seen in NBA history. Yeah. So those would be like, and with floor raising, it comes with that certain responsibility, to, you know, the ability to do both, be that primary playmaker and be that scorer in times when your team needs. So I think those yeah. two are definitely the top two guys at that. Yeah. And like Joel said, you know, playmaking, James Harden has really asserted himself as one of the better playmakers in our game. I agree. So I think I, I wouldn't go too far as to say he's the best point guard ever. <laughs> I think Magic still holds that yeah. spot. But I think, like, like I, mean, I you've
0: think... Been, you've argued before Steph could... Hold that spot over Magic. Yeah,
2: but I, I would argue. I would, that as wouldn't well. put Harden as a one ever. Like I would say he's just a two. Like I wouldn't. But yeah. I think if
0: Harden were to make that decision that I'm a full time one, I think he's better than Steph at the one.
2: You're we, we we don't have enough track record. Yeah, he's been a one for like twenty
0: sixteen. when He, he averaged eleven assists in this year too. But Pat that's Bev was years. the one. He was just yeah. bringing
2: the ball up. See, it's different. Like, yes, but okay, it's hard. Yeah, it's no, hard. No, no. But
0: okay, Pat Bev is the one on paper. But the one when you watch the game is hard But so he so only played a so true point
2: guard one case. year though. Steph is not the one. Draymond is the one.
0: You
1: could argue that as well.
2: Steph is dope, Is legit not the yeah. one,
0: but that's besides the point. We're not comparing. You wanted to go to Steph Harden right? No, that. I'm just telling you that if you think Harden has a debate over Magic and all time point guards, I just and think, I think no, Harden's I th- a better point guard than Steph. He has a debate Harden over. No, Magic I just think could. it's unfair
1: because he hasn't been a, a true point guard long enough. Like he's this is this year right now with Brooklyn is this? You correct me if I'm wrong. You're the James Harden guy. I think it's like second. Is this his second or third year like playing true point guard since like Anthony got, got to guard. Houston? A,
0: he's uh, been playing a one, so I, I was even with CP there. Yeah, they took turns.
1: Okay,
2: yeah, I would say I turns. would say this: like it's hard to compare errors, regardless. Yeah. I think like now you, if we can go Harden Curry for the best point guard in our era, and yeah. obviously Magic. He's he, you know, he's just set the standard. But I think like when you when you're talking about. Like true point guards, I think Chris Paul is like the lasting guy of this era to be like a true point guard. I yeah, think Lonzo, but he's not at that level level yeah. The Lamelo, you know? I think you put Lamelo. The yeah, you yeah, yeah, put him tough. up there. He's I think tough. those would be the guys. But yeah, Harden, I think. Like when people talk about all time, it's hard for me to put hard because when you talk about all time, you talk about everything, you know, totally everything. And I think what Harden is missing, we all know Harden's better than D Wade. We know that, yeah. but I think D Wade, the image we have of D, D Wade, D yeah, that that yeah, run he had yeah. is so like it's nostalgia for us. It's like it's sitting and lasting in our brains. Like Harden has to get that one for him to go over D Way. Like we yeah. we know he's a better player, but when you have that type of legendary run, yeah, and Harden hasn't had that yet, it's hard to cement him over him. But I think when it's all said and done with Harden, he'll probably end up two or three. Yeah, that, yeah. that's
0: why I say that uh I don't think Harden will ever end up better than Kobe. Because of he's missing those five championships. Okay. And I think Harden and maybe and the impact of Kobe yeah. on yeah. those five championships. I yeah. think I think Harden maybe could never catch MJ. he could get yeah. to yeah. he could no get that. to <laughs> one. He could maybe get to I think he'll get to three at most. Yeah, the most will be okay. three, in my opinion. But uh, Kobe just has too many championships where he like he's done it with Shaq and as the man. Yeah. So I don't think he'll ever get to Kobe. The reason he could get to Wade is because Wade wanted shit by himself, but then kind of got carried by LeBron with the other two. Le- he wouldn't have had those shits without LeBron I would say he goes there.
2: I would say with Wade, he probably, if LeBron plays a little better, D-Wade wins that finals MVP with Dallas if mm. they win that. I think D-Wade wins that one. Yeah. But I think with D-Wade, his longevity and his prime isn't yeah. what Harden is. I think yeah. Harden, because D-Wade, you know, the knee injuries – and I think he was carrying teams like he was a good floor yeah. raiser. He was carrying them to first round exits. So yeah. you got to give him some credit for that. He was leading his team in points, assists, rebounds, and steals. But I think in terms of like Harden was leading teams like him, bad teams, but further. Yeah and his longevity is longer. So and he's, in the West. Yeah, in the West. in the West. So so West well, yeah. He, yeah, in the West. So, like, it's going to be... Harden's going to cement him immediately once he gets one. I yeah. think with Wade, it's just the knee problems. No MVPs kinda, either. Yeah, he didn't mm-hmm. get an MVP because he could have got one, but his team wasn't that good. So it's like yeah. Harden's going to cement him early as soon as he gets the first ring. Yeah. It's Harden, third best shooting guard ever. That said. debate starts to
0: happen yeah. and goes in Harden's favor. Yeah.
1: Do yeah. you Wade and Harden? Yeah. It, I don't Harden think it's really won, a debate. It's it's Do you not, have but it Harden? I would take Harden. Okay, I'll yeah. take Harden too. But I think the, the nostalgia is hard. right now. I mean, in terms of their overall career, yeah. Hardin. I think don't get me wrong. I love yeah. D
2: Wade, but Harden. I love D Wade, but Harden. I would take D yeah. Wade just because of bias. Yeah, like, like I would bias. take D, like D I like Wade D, right now. I just love D Wade. Like yeah. That's right. yeah, but
1: like you said, once Harden starts, you know, getting some championships, then I can fully put him over D Wade. Right now, I'm still hesitating. I just, like he's boy. already. Some people yeah. still have
2: AI over him. I don't know why. I over who? Harden. I don't know why. I I, I think AI just is the I think it's the attachment, the yeah, allure, yeah, the, the allure, allure idea of, AI, of AI, the, the swagger, and what of AI. he's meant for the game. Yeah, But yeah. I have Harden yeah. over AI. Yeah,
0: I don't know why people still have AI over Harden.
2: Yeah, AI is
1: no longer top five, right? No. No, he is. He is what, top five? five He's the fifth best two guard ever. I I think some people go off of your impact and what you meant to the game. Like, does that factor in when we say how great somebody is? No, because Steph would be top five ever.
0: But also, I think AI just leading the Sixers to the finals. Uh, that, 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 yeah, that was
2: No, I really believe it's the nostalgia of AI, like what I he agree. meant for young kids growing up, like yeah. the swag, the the cornrows, yeah. the, the do rags in the Tattoos, games, the no practice. I think like that set a lasting memory. Because if people remember, like a lot of people don't notice, but the, a lot of a few times in his runs, yeah. he got outplayed by old Reggie Miller. Kobe locked him up like he it was the times where he folded but people don't remember that because people don't go back and they look they just remember AI Oh, finals run oh AI did this for me he did that for me he made me want to play ball like that's what it is people don't actually go dig in deep onto basketball Mm. and I think that's what but we're watching Harden play and we have so much criticism of Harden because we're actually seeing it live on tv yeah for people back then we don't people don't go back and look it up so I think that's what it really is honestly
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So now going into the next topic of the show, we're going to talk about players that are playing currently and talk about the MVP race. You know, LeBron Mm. James is out. He's hurt. He's going to be out for a couple of weeks. So is Embiid. I think to this point, Embiid and LeBron are kind of disqualified from the MVP race because they are going to be hurt for so long.
1: And it's a tight race.
0: Yep. So now my question to you guys is, as it stands, who is your MVP right now?
2: I have two. Dame and Harden, mm. I think those are the two guys. I, have I think. The exact I, oh, same I'm sorry. I have I'm sorry. Three. I'm so sorry. I forgot the Joker. Silly me. <laughs> um, yeah, I have those Smack three. Guys. <laughs> yeah, I had to. Silly me. Yeah, I have those three guys. I think like with Dame and Harden mm. injuries. I think injuries yeah. have like them playing at a high level while yeah. losing their best guys with Netsby and Katie and CJ and Nurkic missing a lot of time and them still propelling their team and playing at a high level. I think that's what's going to keep them up. I think. The Joker, he's just been so consistent all year mm. with the level of great play that he's playing. He's averaging triple-double or damn near a triple-double, and he's leading his team in about 10 to 12 categories, so yeah. that's ridiculous. I think Luka is creeping. You know, he's on his way. He's mm. They're starting to win more, and he's playing at that high level. I think he's coming up. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, at, at first we had about eight guys who possibly could have been MVP, but I think Steph's team is just—we just realized they're just not going to be good enough. Embiid and LeBron are going to miss a lot of time. Giannis is creeping too. That's another guy who people, you know, yeah. people are going to say he shouldn't be MVP because we gave it to him twice, but you can't knock the fact that yeah. he's playing at an MVP level. Of course so he's creeping, but those would be my three right now who I think will probably end up with. it. Uh, it's funny. Cause I think we all said Dame was like a dark horse in the off season. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. how that just flipped around. So Dame Harden, Harden just creeped up too. So Dame Harden and Jokers would be my top three. Mm.
1: Um, I'm aligned with that. Um, uh, my top two would definitely be Dame and Harden. Um, dame's averaging 30 right he's crazy this dude is torching the entire league which he's been doing now but he's starting to get more shine um and, and a lot more recognition um harden i can't underestimate what he's doing um in brooklyn and how he was able to turn things around um you know coming from the rockets like i said earlier i was kind of against the trade you know the way harden was playing in houston being very ball dominant i didn't really think it was going to work out to be honest but he's definitely changed my mind and I know he's changed like a lot of the media's uh, perception and the way he's leading his team I believe Brooklyn's second in the east right now third, now third in the east right now um the way he's making his teammates better um and the way he's just been fitting seamlessly into that organization um and, and his leadership is really being um, highlighted right now we can't um, underestimate that Joker is the sleeper um and it, it's getting to a point like what you see with the mvp races is, is like these dudes are doing this at such a consistent level that we kind of become numb to it but you know what he's turning the big man into right now and how versatile he is and like you said he's he's the league leader in his team in points assists rebounds like he's damn near everything damn near everything um and somebody who i wish if they were playing from the jump this might be a hot take maybe um if he was playing from the start i would i would put Kyrie in there oh if he was, if he was, in, you know, if he didn't miss so many games and he was, cause he's averaging like 28 right now. Like he's, I love seeing him as a shooting guard. I, I, I feel Kyrie should have always been a two guard. Mm. So now he could just focus on scoring. Um, but I feel like if he played more, I would have him up there as well. But right now I'm, I'm rolling with James over, over Dame just mm. cause Brooklyn's playing a lot better than the, than the Blazers are. Um, but my top three would definitely be Dame. Um, Harden and Joker For sure You know what he's gonna say That's See yeah. I,
0: I like that You know I, I would say I would say this I, I'm gonna say this uh, I don't have damn
1: You don't okay Yes I respect and it I respect it
0: I know that he's playing At MVP level But I wanted to You know Have this down To a top three Cool
1: mm-hmm. Who's your
0: top three If we are going
1: by I feel like by, he has Luka in there uh...
0: If we are going by The category that MVP has always might Gone by Right he might
2: have Jimmy He's a sleeper No it's a good one Yeah
0: the MVP has always been about who's the player with the best stats on the best team. Yeah, And when we talk about that, two guys come to mind.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: James Harden, averaging 25 and 11, mm-hmm. 7.9 rebounds per game. He's damn near averaging a triple-double. His efficiency is near damn near the same where it was in Houston. Mm-hmm. And the Nets are third in the East. They were second before they lost to Utah at 30 and 15. And then the second guy, is Giannis. Mm. You know, they are the second, they're the second seed in the East right now. He's averaging 28, 11 and six. And if we're going by that MVP criteria, your stats and your team's record, Giannis should be the MVP today if the season were to end. But because he's like eighth. Yeah. But because he's been a two-time MVP, but because voters are numb to him, but because he's had some playoff stinkers, the media and fans are extremely biased towards that pick. But if we are talking about the criteria that the MVP is going by, yeah, Giannis should be in the MVP. He should be the number one guy in the race right now, maybe Harden. Harden mm. or Giannis won't win the MVP. The reason for that, e- even if they have good records, the reason for that is because Harden's on Brooklyn and they yeah. have Kyrie, Katie. even though Katie's not playing much, There's still that perception. It's going to offset him. And also, oh, Harden has won an MVP and he's been, he's finished second so many years. Oh, we don't want to give it to Harden. And Giannis because he's a two-time MVP. So then we get into the territory. Okay, so who's my third guy? As much as I love Dame,
2: has to be the Joker.
0: It has to be Nikola Jokic. It yeah, has to. Like yeah. it, it has to be Nikola Jokic. I couldn't see anybody else. No, that's understandable. I, 27, 11, 8.5 assists. He's basically doing Dude. what James Harden is doing. Just flip the assists and rebounds. Yeah. He's averaging the rebounds, and he assists 1.6 steals per game. He's been very active on defense. 57% from the field and 42% from three. Not only is Jokic probably the MVP front runner right now, yeah, but I think... He should be the most improved player front runner. Mm. He had a seven point jump, a two rebound jump, a one and a half assist jump, four percent better from the field, and eleven percent better from the three. So I think not only could he be the MVP, he could be the most improved player. And the Nuggets right now, they're 26 and 18. They're fifth in the West. The reason I have him over Dame is because Joker's averaging, averaging three less points than Dame, but everything else, Joker's better than. Like, mm. I mean, assists and rebounds, he's better than. Yeah. And then you talk about the Nuggets record. They're only a half game above the Portland Trailblazers. So because of that, I would have Jokic over Dame by, like, that notch. I'd, I'd ha- I have, like, a pretty good space between them. I think Joker has a pretty good lead over Dame right now. And yeah, I mean, I think Jokic is probably the MVP frontner, front runner because of the narratives yeah. that surround the MVP award. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to go to Harden or Giannis this year.
2: Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think like with uh Harden, it's the same thing happened in to state, you know. Katie and Curry would continuously offset it. They didn't yeah. even, they didn't even make the same old NBA team, you know. They yeah. didn't make neither of them made the first team. So I think that's going to you know, kind of Offset Harden, he's playing with Kyrie, who's playing at an MVP level. With Katie KD, yeah. when he went out, he was playing at an MVP level. When he's come back, whenever he comes back, he's probably going to be playing at the same level. Yeah, Giannis, two-time MVP. I don't know why they keep comparing the playoffs to the regular season, but they're going to continue yeah. to do it. Even though I feel like we should have two different awards, but bingo, they're going to keep doing it. Yeah. Even though it has nothing to do with the regular season, he's playing at an MVP level. So it really does come down to the Joker and Dame, and obviously the Joker consistently has been dominating all year. His stats have shown it. He leads the league in Winchester. He leads the league in every statistical yeah. category. Honestly, dude, but, is you know, I'm Dame. I'm gonna give him some flowers because he's yeah. been balling. Yeah, you know, Dame doesn't get a lot of love in the MVP race, so you got to give him all. some love. But I think inevitably it'll probably go down to the Joker unless Embiid can come back and just put the league on tear again. Or LeBron, but I think mm. inevitably it's probably going to go down to the Joker.
0: If we're being honest, I think if Embiid comes back, I, I think Embiid is already disqualified from an MVP race because of the games missed. I I, I, think, I think so. I think LeBron still has a shot though, only because he is LeBron, and be, and because <laughs> okay. and because okay. of the narrative surrounding him yeah. and his age and all 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 the other politics you want to you know put into in, in, in the MVP award, it's going to help LeBron out. Yeah. So, and especially if they the Lakers drop down to like yeah. an eighth seed or seventh seed with, in LeBron's absence, yeah. no offense. Philly's winning right now. No so. offense, yeah. they,
2: they had LeBron. You know, LeBron was in and out of second seed, third yeah. seed, fourth seed. They still had him at one. Embiid was on a tear was on for a like tear. three weeks, and they kept him at two. So, yeah. I, I think the narrative this year was to give LeBron the MVP. Yeah, you know, I, th- I think a few guys are playing better than him, but LeBron was at one for a while, and he was yeah. putting up good performances. Yeah, but I think. Joel has a point, like, the, they're going to try to push the, because they, they been they were trying to push the Luka narrative yeah. for MVP on they us for a little it. bit. Yeah, they tried it, they but tried he kept it. losing, so Major it was like, losing. it's over, but yeah. they're going to try, but I think inevitably the guys who deserve it, you know, Harden, I think he deserves it, Giannis deserves it, Nikola Jokic deserves it, Dame, I think those four guys right now, Embiid, if he was healthy, I think he'd yeah. deserve it. Those five guys, definitely right now, but I think Embiid with injuries out, so those four should be fighting for it. We was talking about Donovan Mitchell, but he kind of fell mm. off the, the. He can't. Map.
0: He just doesn't have the stats. Yeah,
2: he, yeah. He, his team is just too
1: too well rounded. Yeah. for them to even. They're not say. exciting. Yeah. The Jazz aren't exciting. They're not so. Yeah, yeah. those four definitely. 100%. I thought narrative would have helped James Harden though. Like it, since because I I think narrative factors into the MVP discussion. So no, 100%. I, I I think him leaving Houston so dramatically coming to the Nets all the odds are against him. He's getting bashed. I in think the that's media. honestly what messed him up. The the the, the 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 stint in Houston, Houston with the Houston. Mm-hmm.
2: I think that's what kind of, like, people are still thinking about. Okay. Like, yeah, he's, you know, MVP. You know, the Joker, he's been dominant all year. Yeah. Dame, he's been, you know, balling all year. Le- LeBron and M they've been consistent all year. I think with Harden, they're just like, well, he played bad in Houston. They weren't that good. So mm. we're going to just hold that against him. Is he really the MVP? KD and Kyrie. Like, I think that's what really it is. But, yeah. like, if narrative would help Harden, he would have probably more than one MVP. True. I think, like, yeah,
0: I think so too. Definitely,
2: I think he would probably have more, more than one, or voters would at least dip more in his favor, like come out and sit in a heart and deserve the MVP. I think, narrative, I think the year before, I think people were talking about when Giannis won the first MVP, yeah, and his story came out about Greece, people were like trying to oh, push yeah. the Giannis. That should MVP, have been MVP. I think last year, yeah. Giannis definitely deserved the yep. MVP. Oh, yeah, but I think people were trying to push that. Like oh, Giannis, and I think now before like in the off season, people were pushing the Luca narrative, young kid, bright yeah. future, face of the league. So I, yeah. I, it is about narratives, but the NBA is very political, and they pick yeah who and what they want. Yeah, especially with
1: Giannis, they were looking for him to dethrone LeBron. That was the Giannis narrative, like oh, he's coming for LeBron, young age, got two back to yeah. back MVPs, but. Nah. I was like, "Nah. Yeah, next yeah. year,
0: next year who who is it? Is it Zion?" Is it Zion? I think Zion's
1: for up MVP?
2: There. Yeah. Zion. They're going to try to push that really hard. I don't know.
1: If I, I think narrative will push it, but I think if we're talking stats, I don't think Zion will be there yet. And in terms of impact on the team like winning and everything, oh, yeah. I wouldn't I would the Pelicans would have to start winning. They're really horrible without him though. Like, they they're are. bad, but they're horrible without yeah. him. Yeah. No, he's a, he's a big impact player, but I think the Pelicans would have to start winning for for us at least to acknowledge it, yeah. you know.
0: Yeah, maybe Luca probably will be that again next year.
3: I think Especially, he'll get one. Yeah, I think. Oh, get no, Luca's gonna one. Get yeah, get yeah. one. Yeah, yeah,
1: Like young, like in the next. Well, he can't be the youngest no more. How old is he? He's only tw- he's he's 20, 20, right? 22, if I I not he's 22.
2: No, he's 20.
0: Or I think he's 21. He's only 20. 21? He's 20, yeah, yeah. he's been in the league for this is his third year.
2: His third year? Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, I think, I think 21.
1: he's 21 right now. In fact, check me real quick.
2: He rolls on the
0: yeah. only MVP at what, 21?
2: 22 and some change. 22 and 223 days. Ooh. Okay, so damn, close. To okay, boy. Nah, I made that. I, said, I made those Oh, I was like, up. I see <laughs> you. was twenty-two, but I made those. I said days it with up. the
1: confidence. I was like, damn. Okay.
2: I remember that. I cried when he won. Oh yeah. Because he he turned twenty-three in October. I know he like bro,
1: it, yeah. I can't lie, bro. To this day, I still haven't seen talent like Prime D Rose, man. That was easy. Oh my my. That God. was crazy. The Yo. way he just came. Prime bro, D Rose. Bro, was I, nasty. I don't believe he worked out that much. He was bro. so
0: acrobatic. Yo, That's what was so different about him? Could finish above the rim.
2: How will? How old are
0: you? I'm twenty-one. When's your birthday? June 24th.
2: He's 22. He just turned 22 in February.
0: So you needed my birthday to, like, confirm that? Yeah. I'll be like that
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. his birthday just passed. I was like, oh, yeah. so he's a year younger
1: than me. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he's he's young, man. Damn. He's battle-tested. Yeah, he won't win yeah. it this year, so it's over. No. It's it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: So, on to the next topic. We talked about the MVP race. Now we're going to talk about the NBA championship.
2: Mm.
3: The
0: Clippers just made a move for Ray John Rondo, and we... We, well, I think you. I think that they needed a point guard. I know you guys, you know, disagreed on that a little bit. Yeah, but do you do you still believe the Clippers can still win a championship, or do you think that ship has kind of sailed already? Well,
3: <laughs> I want to take a crack yeah, at it. I just uh, uh, like, I said earlier. In the bags. No,
2: I do. I, <laughs> I think the Clippers are going to win the championship. I do believe the Clippers mm. have a big, big chance to win the championship. I think, yeah. with the team that they have, Tyron Lue, and I, I told these dudes in the offseason, Tyron Lue was going to be a major upgrade from Doc yeah. Rivers. I just don't think he's a player coach. Mm. And I think with guys like this, you need a player coach. Okay, And I feel like this team is the most efficient team in the league. It's, it's one of the... The only team that has a better offense statistically right now is the Brooklyn Nets. Mm. In a half court and full court, it doesn't really matter. So I think this team with Mark, Marcus Morris... Acknowledging yeah. that he needs to come off the bench, Nicholas Batum, nice. he's had a research Paul George. He's had a few stinkers, but he's still playing at a great level. We like to see that Kawhi Leonard is starting to surge into that MVP level. And I think these last two games, you know, that Atlanta coming back from 22 down, the game before, I think those two games showed the resilience that this team has, and showed that it's it's geared up for that long playoff run that it's going to take. And I think outside the Lakers, I think they're geared up to beat any team. I think a couple teams can beat them, but I'm going to put all money in the Clippers, and I believe in the
1: Clippers this year if they're healthy. Mm. I believe they can win it. <laughs> um, I think they have the pieces. I think – I agreed with you. Like, I think they needed a point guard. I just didn't think Rondo specifically was the point guard they needed. Like I said, I wanted someone more along the lines of Lonzo Ball, but they needed a point guard for sure because um, I'm not – I know you riding with the Clippers, but I'm not a big fan of Kawhi being, like, the 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 main playmaker and the mm. main facilitator. Uh, facilitator like I – I like the Rondo move because he's someone who will make it easier for Kawhi and and, and PG to get to their spots. And like we said, have that floor general, take the pressure off of them having to facilitate. So they have the pieces. We can't say they have the depth, they have the firepower, they have have two superstars (laughs) on their team. Like they have everything that they need to compete. I think they're one of the only teams, like you said, outside of the Lakers who have the firepower to compete. Um, we I just I just want to see how they mesh. I want to see where they insert Rondo. You know what? What are they doing with Pat Bev? What are they doing with Reggie Jackson? How does that look with that three guard monster? Um, if they could figure that out, then I I think I think the Clippers are scary. I say they the
2: only way like yeah they can't win if Paul George doesn't play good. No, like that's how important he is to this team. Like Kawhi can have a phenomenal series. Yeah. But they cannot go to the finals if playoff P is not playoff P. If he's yeah. way off P, if he's George Paul, it's over. Pandemic like, yeah. P? Yeah, pandemic pandemic, no, not, yeah. nah, we're not doing that no more. Yo. If, yeah, man, if he plays man. like that, George though, Paul?
3: Yeah, That's like, the funniest one, George yeah, Paul. <laughs> George, <laughs> Paul. That. George, George Paul. Yeah, if he plays
2: like that, then there's just <laughs> yeah. no chance for this Clippers team. But if we get Paul George from Indiana, <laughs> yeah. we, get it, oh, we get, we get Even you know,
1: that f- first-year OKC. Yeah, we get a couple PG. games from
2: that yeah. Utah series. Or even, like, against Portland, he was still a little banged up, you know, a couple 30 points point is, we're going to be good, man. Yeah. I believe in playoff P. I do. I believe in. That's biased me. though talking. <laughs>
0: Listen, uh, it's, I mean, the Clippers, they have the roster.
1: Yeah.
0: Pat Pev beat PG Kawhi. <laughs> Pat, Pat? Pat, <laughs> Pat? Pat Ben. <laughs> Marcus Morris, Ibaka, Zubaj, Batum, Kanar, Terrence Mann is there. Now Rondo. Mm. You know, for Get me, deep. the thing about it is that the Clippers, I don't know what it is like. <laughs> <laughs> on paper, they have it all. Yeah, yes. everything. But yeah. It, it is just something about them that I just, I'm just i just not sold on. Last season, I felt like was the year to win it. Last year mm. was the year that, you know, forget about who Vegas was picking to be the favorites. Yeah, People that watched basketball so the knew the Clippers were supposed to be oh, the yeah. favorites. Oh, over yeah. the Lakers, no doubt about it. Yeah, And then they completely collapsed in the bubble against Denver. And... They don't have any of that same – those grit and grind guys that were there from uh, the Doc Rivers days yeah, with yeah. Um, Blue Will. Yeah, Pat Bev is like the only one that's still there. Montrez Harrell left. Pat, Pat, Pat Peterson.
1: The, uh, oh, uh, yeah, Patrick Wait, Peterson. No, oh, yeah. Pat Peterson. Yeah,
0: Patrick Beverly uh, was there. So, yeah, Patrick yeah. Pat Baffer's still He's there. He's the only guy that's there, but it's something that doesn't – I just can't believe in the Clippers. I know they're 29-16, third in the Western Conference, but for me, their chance to win the title – has sailed.
1: Mm. Oh, already!
0: The, yes, the reason for mm. that is because we have the Brooklyn Nets, you know, <laughs> because we have a a super team and the Clippers. True. Last the, last Snakes. year, last yeah. year was the year that. No team in the NBA was a super team. Every it was team a great year. was yeah. balanced. They Every team had two stars, and it was my two stars against your two stars. Yeah. This year, it's not like that because Brooklyn Snakes. has took the mantle. It's my
1: three and a half stars yeah, versus it's your no, two. It's my three big guys. <laughs> it's crazy.
0: And because of that, I think the Clippers ship has sailed because I don't think they win a championship this year. I think they can make it yeah. because mm. of the injuries to the Lakers because of that. And I think they <clears> could <throat> even beat the Lakers in a series. But. I think mm. they can make the championship but they mm. cannot win it because they are going to run into Brooklyn and next year Brooklyn is still going to be there and I guarantee you that another team is going to make a move to get a third star next yeah, year too. 100%. So now we're going to have next year we're probably going to have two super teams maybe, maybe more than two yeah, yeah. Maybe Lowry goes to the Clippers and joins up that would mm. may, that would you know put some trust in them I would put some a little bit more trust in them but there is just something about the Clippers. I think Tyron Lue has been better than Doc Rivers. But there is something about them that I, I just cannot trust them. I can't put my finger on what it really is. But I just don't trust this team.
2: Um, Like, mm. I get it. Like, it's when you watch them, it's like you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. You don't know what team's going to show up on yeah. that night. You can get the best team in the league or you can get one exactly. of the worst. And it's it's weird. Like, the only reason I'm still riding the ship is because I'm a Paul George fan. That's legit it. Yeah, But, like... I just like, I agree with you. I think them getting to the finals for a Clippers franchise, I think that's just the goal. Like, yeah, getting, like they have never made a WCF. I think getting there is just like, well, damn, we nah, didn't. Did- it has to be the chip. It, it, has, it has to. to but I think like with Brooklyn being there, like, and I, I do, I think, me personally, I think the Clippers are the only team, one of the few teams that can beat Brooklyn. But I think it's just so hard for them to walk into a series and their third best player being whoever and the other team's third best player being Kyrie who's kind of like on the same level as Paul George so it's like okay so we got our best guy isn't better than your first guy and our best guy is on the same level as your second best guy and our second best guy is on the same level as your third so it's like yeah we're outnumbered here I mean we have a better team you know depth but in the playoffs you play seven eight guys nine guys maybe so you run a really short rotation and those three guys I I think they're going to be you know, gangstered up by the time yeah. they get to the finals. So it's, it's like, I think getting through the Lakers is going to be a blessing for them. I think that's the yeah. series when they're going to be like, damn, we really did it. We made it to the finals, but I just think like, it really comes down to that bench. Cause like, like you said, last year they had the dogs, but in certain matchups, I feel like Tyronn Lue is gonna really establish. Like yeah. Doc Rivers, he was kind of stubborn in a sense, yeah, and keep playing Montrez when he was not working, not yeah. playing Zubac enough. Even though Zubac, Jokic is gonna kill regardless, but yeah. Montrez, he was just feasting on double teaming was it was yeah. when he wasn't supposed to. So I think this team is better equipped. But like you said, like, Brooklyn is just in the way of everybody. Even with LeBron. Yeah. LeBron trying to get that fifth ring. Yeah. Brooklyn is just sitting there in the way. So it's yeah. it's going to be tough for any team. I think next year is really going to be where we're back to the super team era. Mm. And it was cool, you know, no super teams for a year. But now you know, we're going to be back. Clippers, yeah. I think getting Kyle Lowry would definitely boost them up a little bit. Yeah. But I think Miami, the Clippers, Philly, they're geared up to try to get another superstar next year to really – even Boston, too, they're geared up to try to get another guy, and I think Brooklyn's going to set that tone for where super teams are going to be back in business.
1: Yeah, I I, I definitely agree. Um, you said the key word, better equipped, and I think they're better equipped because I think the Clippers are one of the best defensive teams in the league. So I think the fact that they do have that firepower with Kawhi and Paul George and they have the defenders in the length that they do, I think they're one of the more better equipped teams to be able to defend against Brooklyn, but I think they need another piece, Could Kyle Lowry be that piece? He could be. But I think the best thing, and you guys could correct me if I'm wrong or or give me your opinion, but to me, when you're going up against firepower, you need need more firepower. So, like you said, they're outnumbered. It's two against three. I think,
2: like, with L.A., I think, like, the Lakers, like, when I'm comparing the Lakers and the Clippers, when I match them up against the Nets, based off, like, we haven't really seen a full Clippers team, a full Lakers team versus a full Nets, but we've seen two Full, like, Pat Bev ain't played, but we know he's going to come in. Yeah, so we've, we've seen, seen Clippers, Clippers in, in the yeah. Nets. I think offensively, the Lakers can't keep up with no. the uh, Nets. But I think defensively, yeah. they'll be able to stay in it. I think with the Clippers, it's a reverse. I think offensively, yeah. they'll be able to stay in it. Yeah, But I think what came down to it in the fourth quarters was exposing Batum as a defensive liability. And yeah. Kyrie Hardened and Katie just went to work Taking turns Yo and That was, just, was beautiful yeah, that's, to that's watch That's what I think It yeah. just took turns on Batum Pauls, yeah. And just yeah. do whatever Do whatever they needed to do So yeah. I think that's what It's gonna come down to Like I think the Clippers Offensively they can Go toe to toe at the end But yeah. The Lakers The Lakers provide More defensive problems Just for the simple fact that With the Clippers They match up in the sense of They have wings The Nets have wings Yeah They have point guards The Nets have point guards They just Both teams don't have a real big Yeah with the Lakers, they have AD, so yeah. that's really wh- why people were picking the Lakers because AD, the the uh, Nets haven't played at AD. Yeah, but he's a guy who can go on the wing, go down low. So that's going to be a game changer for them. And I'm not saying he can lock up KD, but he can guard. He can yeah. go out there and guard KD. So that's it's going to be. It's. Oh my God, I just hope they win, bro. I can't do this no more. Yo, anymore. it's it's <laughs> like,
1: it's, a, it's crazy <laughs> because I think this year I think the Clippers are better suited to and they just the Nets bro. play against the Nets, but. Um, the, the problem with the Nets, and you're not going to outscore them. Yeah. So even if you are a great defensive team and you do happen to kind of shut them down one night, you're not outscoring them. Or at least you have to have the firepower to put up more points on the board than they do. And I don't see too many teams doing that. I wish David Stern was here.
2: He'd have vetoed that. You'd
1: have been sick. He'd have vetoed, the he'd only have trade bro. I've ever seen vetoed was Chris, Chris Paul won. to the Lakers. He knew what would let, happen. he knew what was going to happen, bro. But the Nets look like the Globetrotters and, and the Dream Team. They just let it happen, right? Just let it happen, but you don't let Chris Paul team up with Kobe.
0: Yeah, I still wish that <laughs> trade was there. And it was, no. honestly, it wasn't even a bad trade. They were getting Paul Powell, Gasol.
1: True, it'd have been what so Chris Paul, Kobe, and they were getting Dwight. Lamar Odom. And Paul I don't Gasol. think Dwight was. Th- I don't think Dwight was there at the time with nah, the season trade. It was supposed to be a time. big three. So who was the third? But wasn't Powell still there at the time? Andrew Bynum. Oh, Andrew oh. Bynum was tough. Yeah,
0: but the the trade wasn't bad. It was yeah. Lamar Odom, Powell Gasol. Yeah, like Lamar and.
2: Uh,
1: I and mean,
0: that. it wasn't. It was like they yeah. were getting pieces back. Time. I mean, they, Chris Paul at that time though from he the, was he from was the, nasty. Cli- I mean, from the Clippers, they only got Eric Gordon back. That was like the and Alfru Camino. That was like yeah. peak
2: Chris Paul, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Al- yeah, yeah, Alfru
0: Kamino was Alfred there. Camino. He was like one of the highlight players. No, like but on, on to the next segment. Um, we haven't talked about this team yet, you know, but they've been on a win streak. That is the um Atlanta Hawks. They before they lost two games in a row, they were on an eight game win streak. They lost two in a row, one two. The Clippers, I believe, and the other one, I forgot who they lost to. It was it was Clippers. just the other night. They they lost to the Clippers, hey, to Clippers the other night.
2: Nah, I think they're, they're 9 and one. 1. They're
0: on a two game skid. Oh, uh, yeah. You keep talking. Yeah, so me. right now they're 22 and 22. They are the seventh seed in the Eastern Conference. And when the Hawks first fired Lloyd Pierce, everybody Kings. went Kings, yeah, okay. Yeah. When the Hawks first fired Lloyd Pierce, Everybody went crazy. Everybody didn't think Lloyd Pierce was ever <laughs> get fired. He, they thought, you know, Rick Carlisle came out and said that he should have remained the head coach because he was a, a Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> he, literally, he literally said that. Yeah. Uh, Greg Popovich, you know, didn't think it was a, a good move either. You, you know, they got Democrat? a lot. They got a lot of. Mm. Yeah. They, he literally said that. <laughs> so they got a, a lot of backlash. But Nick McMillan has done a good job. I mean, the Atlanta Hawks, they are winning. So my question to you is that what do you think has been the reason for their recent success for how they are playing now versus how they were playing with Lloyd Pierce?
2: I think it's just mentality. You know, I think the um, type of encouragement Nate McMillan offers, I think with Lloyd Pierce, you saw a lot of him blaming this guy and bashing this guy. I Mm -hmm. think with Nate McMillan, he brought in a different energy to the locker room. He brought in that type of encouragement energy. Like he's coming in, boosting you up, making you ready to work. And I think that's what's been key for them. I also noticed... A lot in their game, like, Trey Young isn't always taking all the shots. You know, he's actually having been taking a lot of shots and bad shots. He's been doing more playmaking. John Collins oh. has actually been getting like the John ball Collins. a lot more. He's been up in his game. So, I think that's what – I think Nate McMillan kind of unlocked this offense in a sense of where it's giving everybody the ball. And this team is still not healthy. Mm. So, that's that's what's the beauty. Like, this Hawks team is a – it's a very weird, weird team because they haven't been healthy yeah. many times. And I think Nate, getting Nate McMillan, they get healthy. I think this is a good team that can be really good down the stretch. But you definitely see the mentality is different. The team is different. They're playing. I'm not saying they're a great defense, but they're playing. like They yeah. they come to play hard every night. With Lloyd Pierce, you saw they was kind of lax days ago. They didn't want to play sometime. So I think Nate McMillan brought a different type of energy, kind of like that Coach Carter energy. You know, when he came in, Timo mm, Cruz, I like and, uh, he, he like kind of came in and brought that different yeah. energy. So that that's what he brought. And I, I like this because I'm a Cam fan. so I hope Atlanta succeeds for life. They're trying to trade him. I'm glad they did it. Mm-hmm. So it was
1: lit. So yeah, Atlanta, Nate McMillan. I I, I agree. I think uh, mentality played a big role. But to me, at least what I've noticed is I, I just think they have an identity now. I think everybody on the team knows their role. Um, I love their front court with John Collins and Clint Capella. I think Clint that's Hall. nasty. Um, they've been defending in the games that I've been watching, too. They're not a great defensive team, but they have been making the effort on defense. Um, Trey Young has kind of taken the work off of himself. I felt like before he had to you know do too much yeah, to kind of create a bucket or create for his team. So now he's he's kind of slowing down, um, you know, letting other people facilitate and, and trusting his teammates a lot more. Um, and they're a young team. Like I love the Hawks. Like when the Clint Capella trade first went through, I, I love that pickup. Um, so I think they have a lot of potential. Uh, Maybe they could make a run for the playoffs this year, but I I think we'll we'll hear about the Hawks for the years to come. But for me, the difference I've noticed, like I said, is I just feel like they have an identity. Everybody kind of fits into the offense. Um, You know, their role players, everybody's accepting their role. Um, And to me, the big effort was just um, defensively as well.
0: You know, and I think you guys both said it right when – I looked up like the stats versus Pierce with Nick versus um, Nate McMillan. I thought I was gonna, you know, come into something that was staggering, like wow, like there is such a difference. Yeah, but it really wasn't. Like when you look at points per game, they were better with Lloyd Pierce. Yeah. They had they had more assists per game with Lloyd Pierce, but they also had more turnovers. Mm. With Nate McMillan, what they're better at is rebounding. They have a better percentage from the field and three. Granted, it's a way lower sample size, yeah. so that percentage is probably going to be higher, but I thought it was going to be their points per game were way high with McMillan, their assists per game, they were moving moving the ball around more, but they're still moving the ball around more. It just doesn't show on the stats, and for me, I think, you said it, mentality, having them ready to play, because the Hawks, even with Lloyd Pierce early in the season, they were winning. It's yeah. not like they were losing, but when they got injured that confidence kind of went away. And a guy who's been big for them has been this guy, Nathan Knight. I mean, nobody, the outsider that doesn't watch Atlanta knows who Nathan Knight is, but he had two games where he really had a lot to do with the Atlanta Hawks wins. He had 15 Mm. points and 16 points. So all around, Nick McMillan is instilling confidence, not only in the top guys, but also the lower level guys like Nathan Knight, who a week, a week, two weeks ago, nobody really knew anything about.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: So do you like do you trust them in the playoffs?
0: I don't trust Atlanta (laughs) in the playoffs. You're young. But also these are the teams that Atlanta has beat. They have beaten the Heat, they beat the Magic. They, yeah. beat the they,
1: beat the Clip- yeah. they beat that the Raptors. They beat the Clippers. They beat the Kings.
0: They beat the Cavs. They beat the Rockets. They beat the Thunder. They beat the Lakers.
2: And it's it's interesting that you bring those teams up because when people are going to come back, they're going to say, oh, those teams are bad. But a lot of those teams, they weren't beat. They were losing to yeah. early in the season, like losing games that they should have won. With an in, they, The team has been injured all year, so you can't even say this guy didn't play. The, they've been yeah. injured all year, so I think that's good that they're beating teams that they should be beating. And that's kind of, I think, a Nate McMillan thing. And people forget he's, you know, he's a guy who is a battle. Yeah, he's going to yeah. get your team to the playoffs, you know. He may not be probably a – not fu- going to win. But yeah, he's probably yeah. not going to win, but he's like <laughs> – He'll he's, get he's, you there. He'll get you there. So it's like he's a he's a coach yeah. that knows how to get to the playoffs. He knows that mentality. He knows what to do to get in a war. Yeah. He just never wins the war. So yeah. that's and, that's good for him. And yeah.
0: isn't that what Atlanta has needed this entire time? Because, I mean, I think I th- when you have a young team –
1: You just need playoff You experience. need –
0: Not only that, but I think
1: you need a coach that can guide that young talent. Yes, like Lloyd
0: Pierce, they took a risk on Lloyd Pierce. Yeah, I think they they wanted him to grow with them. Yeah, Yeah. They took a risk on a young coach who was unproven to coach young guys. But usually that's not how it works out. I'll give you two examples. Mark Jackson with Golden State with that young Warriors team. Mm. He developed them. Right now, you look at the Knicks. Last year with David Fisdale, a guy who could grow with the team. I'll give you
3: another one, Luke Waller. Yeah, yeah, he's
0: doing yeah. bad with Sacramento, but now the Knicks brought in Tom Thibodeau, a proven coach. Yeah, now the Knicks are about to make the playoffs, and the Hawks the same thing. If they would have just stu- that, they would have hired a coach who was proven from the very start. Mm-hmm. They probably would have been way farther in the development process than they are right now. Mm, yeah. you know, because I think, I, I think Nate Millen is that coach who's going to develop them, and then yeah, you then farther, have to yeah. hire yeah. another coach who can take them over the top eventually. Maybe McMillan can change around. Yeah, I record. think like mm. people
2: like I think the only time that it really worked was Boston. You know, Brad Stevens was yeah. young. He just got out of Butler. And I think they took a chance on Brad Stevens. But other than that, I think you should definitely you got you got a young talent. You should hire that proven coach to yeah. kind of come in and set his like set them straight. Because I think like we've seen with Luke Walton and Mark Jackson. These aren't guys that kind of know yeah. how to win. Like you, They're kind of just winging it at this point. So, you know, with Tom Thibodeau, even when he came to Chicago, he was a winner. You know, yeah. he won a ring with the Boston Celtics. He was an assistant coach. He was under Doc Rivers. So when he came yeah. in with D. Rose and them, we kind of already knew. Like, we had Vinny Del Negro. He developed. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he developed D. Rose and them, and then Tom Thibodeau came in and kind of took the charge. Yeah. So it's, you definitely need that proven coach kind
0: of
1: in and though. settle.
0: I was fine with Luke Walton, but I think Mark Jackson is the winner.
1: I think Mark Jackson is a winner as well.
0: Yeah, you said Mark Jackson. I think he's he is a. What did I say? You said uh, Mark Jackson, and Lou Walton are, are winging it.
2: Oh, About <laughs> us. yeah. I think Mark Jackson. <laughs> like, just... He knows. What I he's think, doing. but I think at I first, think curious,
1: I, I think he could have. I think he could have taken them to the next level. No, I with think when more I say time when, Mark, when I say
2: winging it, I meant like at first when they first got to the playoffs, team he was yeah. kind of like just kind of seeing what the team was about. Like he didn't like he like he wasn't the one who knew Draymond Green was with Draymond Green that was kind of Steve Curry he was yeah. kind of letting him play behind David Lee mm-hmm. and Clay Thompson was coming off the bench and then he started to start so I think yeah. he was kind of like still processing but yeah Luke Walton my fault Luke Walton though he was definitely winging it oh yeah, yeah he oh he yeah, w- right? he's definitely winging 100%. it 100% I mean but
0: yeah Atlanta has a bunch of young talent I mean yeah. when they get fully healthy I think this can be a really uh, uh, you know one of the better young teams in the NBA I was about to say something more crazy was I was yeah, looking at you what was you like, going like,
1: to say, what was you gonna say? What and do you now, think their ceiling is like? How how I mean, far do you think this team can go? Who, it depends Alano? on who fellows, yeah.
0: because if Trey Young becomes that like not this year, you don't want to hear my you know. take on Alano. If Trey Young, <laughs> yes, I do. if Trey Young becomes that top yeah. team player, if DeAndre Hunter can become like, like a, a really good three and D player, who I, mm-hmm. I think he could become. Cam Reddish Can take Can start being consistent Yeah Cause he's not consistent <laughs> At all John Collins At all Becomes a better defender I think Clint Capella Is perfect for that I love Clint Scott. Capella He's perfect And Bogdanovich He's been hurt He's just You know has been. Back I think Danilo's Is probably more
2: Aligned their future
0: And Gallinari yeah. too You
1: know He's so been He's been looking trash This year I can't lie Injuries. Yeah, I oh, yeah. think part of
0: that was Lloyd Pierce, how he played him too. I yeah. think Nick Millen's been putting him in better spots exactly. to succeed.
2: Well, uh, yeah, I agree. I think if Trey Young can turn into that guy and Cam Reddish turn into that guy, yeah. I think he's gonna turn into DeAndre Hunter. he looks like he's like he he was on his he was definitely on that MIP list for me. Yeah. You know, he's playing really good. But in and although I think they, they need Trey Young, Cam Reddish, John Collins, and DeAndre. I think they need those four guys. But I don't think John Collins is coming back. You don't think so? Mm-mm.
0: I think if he wasn't coming back, they would have traded him.
2: Mm. But then again, his con- they said back. his contract wasn't big enough to get a big guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he's only getting paid, like, five mil. No,
1: yeah. Okay. So he
2: was he was only going to get a young guy a and, like, fish. some picks. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, but you'd rather that than just, like, let him walk.
2: For I mean, we'll, we'll see what they do. I, I think, a crucial piece. But, beast. like, they uh, if he's him. there, yeah, I think those four guys plus Clint, because Clint is only, like, 26. Yeah, he's young. I think they need those four guys to really, you know, s- develop. I Cam think Redis Cam Reddish is, is the key. He's going to be a superstar. I'm I think, think if he I'm can develop,
1: because we all get that vibe from him. Yeah, if, sorry, if, if yeah, yo, yeah, yeah, he's a hater. He hates Cam, but we all get that. <laughs> I don't
0: that. hate Cam. You <laughs> just said he was better than RJ.
1: RJ, who Barrett? Yeah, Nah. RJ sucks. No, yeah. but he doesn't
2: suck. But I'm saying we all get that vibe, though. Yeah, that I, think like, yeah I think RJ's like, overrated. Yeah, I think we, RJ's overrated. So well you
1: mean to tell me? You think RJ's overrated? To a degree, but I think he's. I don't. Let me not say overrated. He's not playing at the level that I. He's not the star though. He was going to be the best player in the world in high school. Yeah, like and then far. even college, I thought he was he had more potential than Zion. Like when they we were both at Duke, I was like, Nah, I like RJ over Zion. But now, I mean, he's doing well with the Knicks. Just like I said, I thought he was going to be uh, you know a so little bit higher. You, you by really now. don't
2: like when you see Cam. You really don't feel that superstar vibe. <laughs> now you no, I can
0: no. Cam has all the tools. Yeah, like you could. Is feel it because he's there underachieving? Of, there are a lot of teams. a lot of players, OD, bro. There are a lot of players who look the part, but they just
1: yeah, don't have true. that.
0: I just don't think Cam has that. Mentality. mentality. Okay, no I don't think he has.
1: No, he doesn't. We well, could all agree he has. Like he nah, has. You know who he reminds me of? Ooh. Wiggins.
2: Oh my like, god! That's no, so
1: not thing in terms me. of playing style. Like oh. they. Like, Very lethargic, like they don't look excited Your like when they does, play, like they don't want to be yeah, like great, I get you know. I get it, like Andrew Wiggins yeah. gives me that same vibe where they just there, like I'm just, I'm just, yeah, like playing. I'm just nice. So I'm, I'm here, just here, I'm Cam just nice. Reddish's, so I'm here, you know
0: what I mean? Cam Reddish's game is smooth, it is smooth, but RJ, like RJ Barrett, he, his he's game a, dog. Is, his, he is a dog, his game is really stiff, yeah. Like his if work you, ethic. If you were to watch him for the first time, you would say, Oh, this guy looks like he sucks. No, if you watch him first, like you think he's, yeah, he sucks. yeah, the reason that he's so good now is because he's trying. He's at, he actually puts in the work. I don't think Cam Reddish is really putting in that work. And I think it I can. Know, it I can agree with I can that. definitely do I can agree
2: Offensively, with I think Cam be bugging.
3: But yeah.
1: th- it's like, bro, when you know you're nice, yeah, so yeah, you don't yeah, get yeah. maximum I, effort. You, you just be
2: like, yeah, I'm going to be here.
1: It yeah, like matter. you don't want to be better. So I, I, I like that because yeah. I, I agree. Like I always look at Cam Reddish and I'm like, okay, my, I, I envision him being a top-level talent, but yeah. I'm like just watching him play like, he doesn't seem excited. Doesn't, like, he doesn't want to be there. Like, he doesn't want to be you know, great. It doesn't you know? happen.
2: You know, it takes wings sometimes. So, you know. Yeah. He'll be all right, man. Just don't trade him. Just believe him.
1: It might take a trade.
2: Nah, if he gets traded, I'm out. It might take, think, like, I a think, Markel
1: Foot situation and, and dump <laughs> him off. And, you know, he might turn into something, you I know? think
0: he's that type of guy that he gets traded, he'll just feel sad as hell. <laughs> he like, keeps, it'll ruin his career even yeah. more. It depends where he gets traded
1: to, I too. mean, I follow
2: him on Instagram. He has a dog. Yeah. Yeah, he loves He's like dog. a dog guy. Yeah, he has a dog. Yeah. He has a yeah. wife. Yeah. And so. But
1: I will give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, cause they said Lloyd Pierce and him were kind of, you know, baby yeah, he heads. Not, he and, wasn't banging with So I'm gonna give him benefit of the doubt. Maybe, you know, he's also McMillan very could. injury prone. That blows
2: True. mine too. He's always hurt.
1: He gotta he gotta get his weight up.
2: Yeah. Your boy Boney over there.
0: I mean, he thought he was gonna be rookie of the year. He though. thought he's a young KD. I
2: was a biased but I tell you before <laughs> I said that that I was a biased pick. He's like Paul George, bro. Watch. All right, give him time. Give it time. I could see
1: it. Now nah, he don't defend though.
2: You know he locks. He just stop, stop. Cam Reddish. He be lock, yo, he he played good D. He he he's he's he, like like I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of a play style. He really he really uh, he guards the guards. Hunter guards the wings. Trey Young just be out there running.
1: Yeah.
2: On defense, just, oh, he yeah. just be out there. Oh, running. Yeah, he's just so, there. Yeah, he, he's just there, the, there to get buckets. That's why I think that's why they picked, Those are the two guys that they yeah. kind of like that. You know.
1: What's his ceiling?
0: Paul George. That's what you think. I right? That's I that's, think that's higher honestly. You think he,
2: I think that's he. Crazy. I think well, I, well, I say that. <laughs> no, nah, I'm gonna say why I say that. I say I think higher because Paul George, when he came out of college, he wasn't as skilled as what Cam was. Like we're just talking okay. strictly skill, raw skill. He, okay, he wasn't as skilled as what Cam. What Paul had to work for that. Yeah. So I think his ceiling is possibly higher, but his his floor is so low. Yeah, like he's out of the league floor. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> like yeah he,
1: he needs to. He needs to get it together now because you know, bus talks is in the air. Like, I is know, he a bus? Me, once you get there, it's like, damn, you know, you kind of falling down. that would be my bro. second guy out of here. I had Trey Duvall and then him. Yo, Trey Duvall. Yeah, that'd be yeah that's a guy sad, that's a here, sad story, man. That's a sad story. So
0: that does it for our basketball portion of the podcast. Now we have three more segments, football uh, topics. One is not really football topics. It just has to do with a, a football player, but <laughs> a, a Deshaun Watson, he has right now sixteen lawsuits filed against him, 16. allegations, and I'm gonna read you three of them because he <laughs> uh, only three. Deshaun Watson yeah. has sixteen. And, yeah, I'm not here, but, but there, are, there <laughs> are three stories that like it kind of it kind of gives you what everything is kind of about. Mm-hmm. So for everybody that's listening or watching right now, I'm just gonna tell you I'm not. Uh, this is no filter. I'm not going to hold back what I say. Okay. I'm going to say everything that is in this report.
3: Thing, okay, okay.
0: So, okay. May 28th, 2020, at Watson's home in Houston, the plaintiff, a certified personal trainer who did not specialize in massage, says Watson wanted to book with her anyway and told her he wanted to focus on his groin, glutes, and lower abdominals. He's freaking. Okay, this is... Late. He's
1: right.
0: okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's freaking. She says the massage took place in a theater room and then at one point Watson exposed his penis, <laughs> and moved, and moved it to her hand. <laughs> the lawsuit says Watson told her, "I hope you do not mind if we continue this massage like this." <laughs> yeah. Watson is crazy, right? like if I'm these just, are I, true, I if just, these just, are true, I just, yeah. yeah. I, I just want I, yeah. I to yeah. say this. I don't, <laughs> think, I don't think this is funny, but I think the way this is written is funny because, yeah. like, I just can't imagine Deshaun Watson doing
1: mind this. that. Yeah, just playing, playing out right like that. He has, yeah. oh, what's her name?
0: And then na yeah, girl bro, his girls fine. okay He's, no way the lawsuit says the lawsuit says Watson told her I hope you do not mind if we continue the massage like this mm. the woman says she started stuttering and said I do not know I do not know before ending the massage the plaintiff says she called her mother and best friend that day to tell um to tell them what happened and that Watson texted her the same day asking if she was okay so March thirtieth twenty twenty um he contacted a girl via direct message, a girl that had a massage therapy uh, him, the
3: massage? business. Thanks.
0: The woman alleges that Watson exposed his penis and touched her hand with his penis. She says she ended the massage abruptly and Watson told her, I know you have a career and a reputation and I know you would hate for someone to mess with yours. Just like I don't want anyone messing with mine. She says he texted later to apologize, but she did not respond. Then, April 19, 2020, at a Houston spa, the plaintiff, a licensed um, esthetician, so I think that's the person who works like with face and stuff things, okay. who owns her skincare business, says she was contacted by Watson via Instagram. So he's DMing these women. So <laughs> no, no filter. He's DMing. Man. So during a massage appointment, Watson directed the woman to work on the crevices in his groin area. The lawsuit <laughs> states she crevices, says bro. she says when he rolled over onto his back, he had an erection and report and reportedly and repeatedly touched her hand with his penis this guy's is extremely <laughs> yo bag he, he ejaculated leaving the <laughs> woman confused and mortified the lawsuit states damn so these are all allegations wait 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 wait
1: so he just so rolled over and his rolled in, over in <laughs> <each> <laughs> <one>. <laughs> <laughs> no it's,
0: it's not, not funny but it's,
2: it's like it's not but it's sto- yeah, like really the way it's written it's not, like
1: yeah you
0: know what's funny about this is that like what I can't imagine is that... No way. Okay, you roll over... Just and put
1: it in your hand. Like, you, hold this. You
0: roll over and you have an erection. The way this is explained, at least... It sounds crazy. Yeah. Sa- it, yeah. like, it sounds like Deshaun Watson just busted. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, didn't, it didn't even take much for him to bust. Like, yeah. Like, Yo, I don't, stop! I, just rolled out <laughs> of his like, back. For me, like, I don't even know, like, <laughs> if that can happen, bro. Like, can you just, like, bust, like, in five <laughs> seconds? Like, I don't know.
1: I mean... I would Rolling say I don't over? think so. Rolling over with no so stimulation. Nah, had, I don't He see had it.
0: an erection. Well, repeatedly touched her hand with his penis.
2: I mean,
1: massages will do it to you, bro. I've never had a massage. Massage once. Massages will do it to you. Really? Can't lie. <laughs> <laughs> massages will do it to you, bro. Nah, he's crazy.
0: So those are the those are three stories, and I, I read the other stories, and basically, what you have to get from them is that most of them sound like this, mm. but also most of them are like. He's DMing women from salons and spas and massage therapists. There was only one that was at an office, and it was in Houston. He's he's usually DMing these girls. Like they all start with a DM okay. to uh, their Instagram. For me, like the first thing that pops up is like, I mean, uh, a famous professional athlete DMing just random girls on Instagram. I don't think that at least smart professional athletes wouldn't move that way. Yeah, especially talking about like a, an all pro quarterback. Like, yeah, I don't know With a lot
1: to lose.
0: Yeah, like it just seems this whole thing just seems crazy. Rusty Harden, who's the Watson's lawyer, who like has handled high profile cases for athletes, says that they have strong evidence that these allegations are false.
2: Mm. Oh, I thought you were going to say true
0: what do you make of imagine. this imagine what do you make of the, this entire situation first of all
1: this,
2: this stories are ridiculous yeah there's no way a man rolls over and he just bust it's just it's, yeah. it's not I don't think that's possible second of all he it's just like I don't know like these stories sound ridiculous like, I, I don't yeah. think like I don't think the type of guy we like we don't we only know Deshaun Watson yeah we don't know his personal life we don't know what type of guy he is we don't know how he is like personally but I think the type of man he's shown to be in terms of the media. I don't think, and he's really famous, and he dates like Jilly. So it's like, I don't think he needs to do all this to women. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's always a massage or like a spa, <laughs> too. So it's like.
0: It definitely feels like. It's being. It, de- it definitely feels like somebody has. It's playing said, let, yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's plan these stories. Because let's, let's, they're, yeah, they're all very similar. Yeah, you said they're all.
2: Outside of one of them is just a spa. Like outside yeah, the one that was an offense and mainly. There's the spa. spas, yeah, like massage spas. It's, it's, It right? sounds like it sounds what it sounds like to me is the Texans are trying to sabotage him. That's a theory I've heard. Yeah, I yeah. think it sounds to me like Texans are trying because he doesn't want to play for them. Which is really messed up because he if he just doesn't want to play for you guys, he just doesn't want to play for you guys. Yeah, just tra- like you're doing like you're now you're acting crazy. I've never seen this happen in my life. If it is true though, he's a sick freak. <laughs> he yeah. needs to go to jail. Yeah. Like, <laughs> 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 no, if it is yeah. true, he's a sick freak freak like he's yeah. extremely horny yeah <laughs>
1: he needs help and something is physi- physiologically <laughs> yeah. wrong yeah. Yeah. to like, roll over on your yeah. back and bust
2: <laughs> and then be excited about that is like ridiculous <laughs> and but just putting it in, your, yeah. in people's hands yeah. and then and <laughs> just walk out calmly and go about your day is crazy to me but i hope it's not true he's a black man i really hope it's not true yeah.
1: but if it is true he's going down like he's out of here it's yeah. tough man i'm an innocent to a proven guilty kind of guy um, so I try not to follow the trends and automatic like the like the cancel culture. I'm not one to just automatically cancel you after news drops. Like I like to, you know, get to the evidence and stuff like that. Um it his it doesn't look good just because there's 16 allegations, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> when there's like crazy. when there's like one or two, you can make the argument that, hey, this person's, you know, out to get me. They're just trying to sabotage me. Maybe we had a bad breakup, you know, they want money. But when it's like 16, it's like my mind automatically goes to there has to be some truth in there. Maybe not 100% truth, but there has to be you know, some kind of truth there. One every, of them,
2: they all can't be lying. That's what I'm saying.
1: And that's where I get. And even if they all are lying, that's how public perception works. Like once you get to 16, you're like, come, yeah, on. Yeah, like come on, man. That's like me saying, yo, Riv, you're a bad guy i'm just one person but if 16 people are like yo ribs a bad yeah it's like dude it's like all right somewhere it is you might be a bad yeah, dude somewhere like, yeah, i gotta there. really do fact check you yeah. on this one so it's like
2: 16 people's crazy
1: 16, then again, 16 though, is crazy bro
0: then again though like
1: but tell me more no no no. for, <laughs> Four us, more though, pending.
0: for us though like 16 people calling Riv a bad guy would be like okay it's believable but when you're a guy, for him, yeah. yeah. But when you're hey, a, what the no, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> when you're a guy like Deshaun Watson, yeah. who has like millions of followers, like true. sixteen is a very minuscule number. Millionaires These are true. sick though, and
1: yeah, that's why are. I can't say. And that's why the situation They're like this are worse hard. than regular people. People in positions of power are because they feel worse. like money is can stop yep. all of that. Yeah. Like you can you know hide
2: all the defaults yeah. and the effects of what you do. Like that's I mean, why we don't have woods. Like, was a
0: like a sexual beast. Oh wow, okay, I mean he. Uh, now I, I saw like, his documentary. Yeah, like,
2: hypoth- <laughs> yeah. right, like hypothetically speaking, like if I was rich, say for example, I did this. Like, yeah, like if I was a regular person, I couldn't do this to sixteen people. Nah. Make them like I'd probably get caught on like the yeah. second or third person. <laughs> like, I don't have the money to tell yeah. him, yo, chill out. Or the power. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like he's a very powerful guy in the sense of like football world. He's one of those yeah. higher caliber superstar level guys. And he gets paid top dollar, so he can easily make this go away. in yeah. one or two. But 16 women have come out and said he's a weirdo and he's a freak. So I I just don't know how he's going to really manage that. Yeah, they th- talk about they have strong evidence to default that i really don't see how
1: yeah especially if if if, 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 if like you said he is I mean, evidence, dming and everything yeah, like that the yeah.
0: evidence would be the dms but what if he's not dming he can always
1: unsend. that's the thing
0: and also i mean in this day and age i mean photoshop is exactly so you'd, you'd oh, have yeah.
1: to get some hardcore evidence to to bring somebody of his stature down but um i don't know i'm I don't want to say he's he's innocent. I don't innocent to proven guilty. I'm gonna but say he's you know, innocent. This, this, this what I'm it's, it's, saying. It's it's tough, so man, it's tough, man. Like true. you never you never know,
0: man. This is what I'm saying. You talked about the the theory that they've been throwing around out there. Yeah. Um, Tony Busby, the lawyer that's defending these uh, women, he's the neighbor of the Houston Texans owner Cal McNair. Wow.
2: Wow. Isn't that a coincidence. Yeah. Mm. So he's the he's a neighbor. The so, mm. I would say this.
0: These or are, maybe it could be this. You know, this is just another theory, but maybe. The Texans have known about this for a while because it does say. Try that to sweep it under
1: these, the rug. Dates are, these dates man, are. like that, man. Yep,
0: these dates are March 30th, 2020, April 19th, 2020, and May 28th, 2020. Mm. So these happened about a year ago. Mm. So maybe the Texans were keeping it under the rug because Deshaun Watson is their franchise quarterback. But as soon as he turns now their back on them, that, he wants okay, to we're going to turn your back, our backs on you. Since, Ruin his trade value. Yeah, that's, that's, a, I say that's, that's a good the, one.
2: The mindset of those women, like, if this yeah. did happen to them, I feel really bad for them because of it's course like, yep. they've been traumatized. Because that's weird, you know, turning around and you see a man turn over and yeah. then bust that's and somebody like, who
1: was powerful when you came yeah, and yeah, that's like you're just anything, sitting yeah. and You
2: said the girl was stuttering instead. Like, I don't know, yeah. I don't know. So it's like, I feel bad. But if this isn't true and these women got paid for this to lie, it's,
1: that's it's uh, tough, bro. That's crazy. either side we go, it's it's yeah, it's bad, it, on, it's both bad parts, on both parts. But yeah. he, he, it's bad on both
0: parts. Timing is definitely coincidental, but I said this uh before. I haven't said this on a podcast yet, though, is that I'm also an innocent until proven guy. Yeah. And I also have to say that usually when it comes to like public figures or celebrities or even normal people, uh it's usually always guilty until proven innocent. True. And I feel like, you know, I don't want to make a prediction of what Deshaun Watson is. All I can say is to everybody that's listening and watching is that if you think Deshaun Watson didn't do it, don't say shit Like <laughs> like, like don't yeah. Don't go out like Riff Saying I think he's innocent Yeah like, You know what I'm saying Like It's don't, a bad don't look Riff like, but, <laughs> but I'm just saying like Cause if he does end up Being like Yeah he did It reminds yeah. me It
2: reminds know? me you ever, you ever watch the Dave Chappelle show Yeah Okay it reminds me When he was like He was like um you know, Jesse Smollett, he did that thing where he uh, yeah. he was like black. He said uh, uh, anti the gay people, the LGBT club yeah. was like black people are not supporting. Us. And Dave Chappelle was like, yeah, they're not supporting you because they know it's not true. <laughs> so they're supporting <laughs> you by keeping silent. And that's yeah. what you basically just told me to do. And I think I'm gonna follow that route because I don't want to yeah. be proven yeah. wrong.
1: You can't jump on the bandwagon yeah. of somebody who's been canceled. Not in society because <laughs> yeah. then you get canceled. Yeah, oh, really? If you support, yeah, you're is right. you you done.
0: Yeah, the thing about that is that you can't defend a guy to the T if yeah. you don't know if he did it or not. Like, you don't know. You don't know him personally. We just know exactly. him, like, as people that watch him on TV. And you also can't chastise him and be like, oh, yeah, exactly. he did it. Even These people women who, are telling even, the truth. Even people
2: yeah. who know him to the T still don't know. Like, he could, you know, pe- people didn't know... Jeffrey Dahmer and yeah. Ted Bundy like that until they realize yo this yeah. man is sick
1: like, and you like, can never truly know yes, somebody so you can never I can hang out with know. you all the time and in your personal time you I can hang out me jo- a- I Joe hang out parlors. all day and I
2: kill myself he'd be like Wait, what the hell where like, this come from Yeah, he, yeah. Was, he was smiling all day every day exactly
1: So you crazy. never really know but man. the other
0: thing that is tricky about this whole situation is that Deshaun Watson's girlfriend is Jilly she's bad. I know she is bad she's like, beautiful She. She's everybody
1: like, gets cheated yeah. on man yeah
0: so it's I like <laughs> he did, no way he's doing this Yo, even the baddest I'm
2: saying, ones no, like, in
1: the game get cheated he, he on he got man. her so I'm
2: saying I don't think he needs to do all this weird shit to get these other women is what I'm saying so I think especially good looking ones. yeah too. so I think he's like mm. people women date famous decks so it's like <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying yeah. like famous decks like Hove has Beyonce like yeah so it's like I, I, it can't be a looks thing it
1: gotta be like it gotta just gotta be. I know but what? it's tough cause even Hove cheated on Beyonce so sometimes having the baddest jaw doesn't even do it for yeah, you he's bro he's fucking for that but exactly yeah, no, yeah. people he's still like, got their own fetishes and desires yeah, his fetishes spas and massage parlors yeah. and all turning that. around and ejaculating putting shit in people's like, hands yeah, yeah now he's yeah
2: <laughs> Nah, prayers up to uh Deshaun Watson. Though. I hope this uh works out for him.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll
1: see. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I didn't even say it like that. Like I hope, I hope I get what you're saying. Yeah, bro. I hope he's yeah. not true, but I just
1: hope we get to the bottom of it. Yeah, I, hate, about this? I exactly. hate like swimming in the allegation pool. Like let's just get to this can't be no year long. Innocent thing. or guilty. Like let's 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 figure that out. But Yeah, you know.
0: we'll we'll see what happens, man. But this is definitely crazy, especially if, the story. If he's
2: guilty, what are you gonna think about Deshaun Watson?
0: What you said about him, I'm gonna think about him.
2: I just I'm saying like what is his like his basketball his football name like
0: it's nothing it's nothing he's tarnished it's It's tarnished yeah the reason why it's tarnished is uh well even to an extent like OJ Simpson's name is tarnished
2: but he's still OJ he's still OJ though he's a
0: meme he's a meme now yeah you know I I get it like he's still OJ but the reason OJ yeah 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 (laughs) I know the reason it's OJ is because he had a long football career Mm -hmm. and like you know he accomplished a lot. Deshaun Watson's only been in the league for, like, four years. Yeah. So you feel like, like it's too fresh for him.
1: Yeah. yeah, like, okay. he'll,
0: he'll be forgotten quickly. Mm. If the, if especially with true.
1: this mm-hmm. and in the times we're living in now. He'll
0: be forgotten quickly. And especially
1: with cancel culture being at an all-time high. I, yeah. Yeah, the woman
2: yeah. Gonna destroy him.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, this is crazy, man. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see
1: what happens. We'll see what the truth I don't truly is. know what happens.
3: Bro. Yeah.
1: I feel like we got to find out when it actually does just because, you know, we've been having this conversation, yeah. but... I just hope it isn't true, man. That's because, damn, that's just tough.
2: Imagine writing that? Like.
1: Yo, <laughs> that's so funny. Imagine sitting there
2: and you're talking to the lawyer, like, okay, tell me what happened. Yeah. And she just goes, well, he asked me to put it, put he put his thing in my hand. He didn't hand. even ask. He put yeah, it. He in. just put He's his, he put his, his you know, man's yeah. in my hand, brushed it, and then he just laid down, turned around, and just busted. Yeah. I'm like,
1: what? Yeah. Like, I would be so confused
2: as a detective, like, Nah, this is unbelievable. I man, dudes are weird.
1: But I, I feel like that's probably not exactly how it happened. I feel like they generalized. Yeah, there was obviously some mm-hmm. in between there, but I don't want to hear the in between. No, not at all. <laughs> not, not at all, man. Yeah, this,
0: if this is true, man, is Moss is definitely a weird guy, man? This is, <laughs> this is pretty crazy, man.
1: Dudes are weird, so I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say I'm gonna put it. I can't put it past him specifically, but just dudes and people and humans in general, man. We, we, we weird, man. Yeah. <laughs> we, we weird bro
0: so yeah. on to the next topic in an actual football topic we are going to talk about the New Orleans Saints uh, Drew Brees just retired recently and now they have a hole at quarterback there's going to be a quarterback competition between Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston so in your opinion guys I mean who do you think is going to start for them Jameis or are you going J- Taysom Hill
2: you know, I, I was kind of going like back and forth on this because I feel like Taysom Hill is like a Sean Payton guy. Like he loves, Sean Payton loves Taysom Hill. He rides for Taysom Hill. Even when Taysom Hill was playing last year, you saw like he he was going rock with him no matter what. But I think at the end of the day, Sean Payton cares about winning. And I think if you want to win, you rock with Jameis Winston. You're the, the better quarterback, the actual quarterback, not the walkie-talkie guy. I think with Jameis Winston, you get a guy who can throw it downfield. You know, you get something you haven't had in Drew Brees in a couple years, you know. Mm. Drew Brees kind of couldn't throw it downfield anymore. He was kind of just a dink and duck. With Jameis Winston, you get a guy who can throw it deep. And I know people talk about MT and his one route tree, but I think, you know, Jameis Winston can definitely unlock this offense and do some big things. You know, he has Alvin Kamara in the backfield. He has top five, top ten receiver on his right side, so I think James Winston should inevitably be the starter because he's more talented. And I think learning under Drew Brees definitely gave him that confidence. And of course, like you said before, he was blind last year, so he got his eyes fixed, so now he can see he's more. Blind? Yeah,
3: no, he
0: wasn't blind. He just had a laser ex- eye surgery. Mm. Yeah He's not blind. Bro, he's
1: blind. Yeah,
3: the way he played, you thought yeah. he was
2: blind. So yeah, I think like you know, I think he can definitely improve and get better with this team and the the mature process. I think he's been through it sitting out. I think kind of humbled him. So I think, in my opinion, Winston will ball out and I think he should start.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree. And the thing about it is that Jameis Winston, he chose to go to New Orleans and sit down for a year <laughs> to learn the game of football under Drew Brees. 2019, he had 5,000 yards, 33 interceptions, but he also had 30, um, 33 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. So he went 30 for 30, <laughs> the first time a player has done that uh, since ESPN has made documentaries. <laughs> so mm. the thing about it is that Jameis Winston has a talent. It's just his decision making. And in 2018 and 2017, he had a 90-plus quarterback rating. He's been to one Pro Bowl, and I'm going to do- make a little bit of a comparison, Right. Jameis Winston, in five years with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, had a 28-42 and record, 86.9 quarterback rating, one-time Pro Bowler, 61 completion percentage, 274 yards per game, 11 game-winning drives, and four four fourth-quarter comebacks. Drew Brees, Uh. in five seasons with the San Diego Chargers, had an 84.9 quarterback rating, so Jameis' was better. One-time Pro Bowler, same amount of Pro Bowls. 30-28 30-28 and 28 records, so Drew Brees won more. 62 completion percentage, so 1% better than Jameis Winston. 209 yards per game, so way less yards per game. Nine game-winning drives less than Winston, and five fourth-quarter comebacks one more than Winston. Jameis Winston is going to revive his career with the Saints. And not only is he going to revive it to a point where you think, oh, he's now a solid quarterback, He's going to go above and beyond that. He's going to be one of the better quarterbacks in the league. You can lock him in. You can pencil, pencil him in mm. for a top 15 quarterback oh. every single year. And he's going to turn around his career with the Saints. And the reason I say that is because they still have, I think, a top three receiver in the game in Michael Thomas. They still have one of the better running backs in the <laughs> league in Alvin Kamara. And when you have Sean Payton calling plays an offensive mastermind. There is just no way that I could see him failing. And they have a great offensive line. Like, Jameis Winston, to me, Drew Brees has an accuracy. You know, he's first career most of the time. He's kind of been a check down guy because he doesn't have the strongest arm. Jameis Winston has a strong arm. They're going to open up the playbook. but they're going to take more deep shots. Mm. And I just feel like I've been the Jameis believer since he left Tampa. Like, I thought thought (laughs) if Jameis stayed in Tampa Bay last year and they didn't get Tom Brady... He was gonna lead them to the playoffs. Cause I think every quarterback in the first year of Bruce Arians, they have a lot of turnovers. So I thought Jameis was gonna be better his second year. But now that he's with the Saints, learning under Drew Brees, I just I can't see Jameis failing. And it and if I'm wrong on this, I'm wrong. But I believe in this one hundred percent. Like I believe in Jameis Winston. I don't
1: I don't think you're wrong. I I think you provided a very logical argument, you know, like you said, when you have Um, him learning under one of the greatest quarterbacks to play and him being in an organization, um, you know, that's battle-tested and him having weapons around him in a a great offensive line. Like you said, when we look at it, how... Can you possibly fail? Like, it's designed for you to win. So, I, I i agree, man. I i think the ball's in his court, literally. I think it's up to him to revive his career. Cause, yeah, I know I'm not a big football dude, but even, you know, from what I used to hear about Jameis Winston early, just him getting in trouble off the court, all of that nonsense, not him not maturing, him not having the best years in Tampa Bay. So, I haven't heard much about him. I didn't even know he was on the Saints. So, <laughs> hopefully, um, you know, I, I'm I'm rooting for him. I, I mean, I think he's an electric guy. Um, watched him a little bit in college, but I, I like you said, I, I think you know him being with the Saints and him taking that year and, and humbling himself to to learn the game from, from um, a potential goat for, for some. Um, I, I think that's a, I think that's a, a dope move. So um, hopefully he can turn it around. He has,
2: he has no room to fail, and I can't wait till you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I just, I just I, honestly I just I, yeah. I you know, Joel, you're my friend. But I just, in debates. I like to see you wrong. So I can literally Mm. pick on you and laugh about how you're wrong. I'm Mm. not wrong
0: much. There
2: is.
1: So you're on the opposite
2: end. No, I think I'm kind of on the your fence type. Like, there's really legit no reason. Aside from injury, like, he should fail. Like, it's like he's, it's like set up perfectly for him to succeed. Like, Mm -hmm. everything is there for him. They have a good defense. They have a great O-line. They have a top five receiver in the A, top five running back in the A. They have a great head coach. What like you, yeah. there's aside from like the only thing that can beat him is him, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, like it has to be a him thing. And I think with the, the team, the like the the fact that he learned under Drew Brees, who's one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen, yeah. also benefits him. He has that knowledge behind him. He has that tool. He already has a year under the playbook, so it's not much. He they're just unlocking it at this point. Yeah. So I think like I I believe he's gonna succeed, but if he doesn't, man. Yeah. It's. I think it's over for his career. Honestly, you think they're a lot to make the playoffs? Saints. Yeah. The NFC is so crazy. I don't know. I mm. got to look at everything in totality. Yeah. I don't.
0: I don't think they're a lot to make the playoffs. Only because I'm not sure about Michael Thomas's health. Okay. If he's if he's healthy all year, I would say yeah. But last year he was in and out. He was really not healthy all year. Even in the playoffs, he wasn't healthy. And when you have Tampa Bay there, <laughs> it's going to be hard to to yeah. win the NFC South, and also. Atlanta with Matt Ryan and Arthur Carolina. Smith going there. They mm. aren't going to be no slouch. Carolina, they still have Teddy They're slouch, not, they're not slouches, though. Yeah, yeah they, they, they're, they're they not slouches one. either. It, it's going to be tough, but even then, I mean, the Saints without Breeze, they've had a winning record with Teddy Bridgewater. He went 5 and 0. I, and I think Jameis is a better quarterback than Teddy Bridgewater. So. I, I'll mm. say
2: this the NFC West has four teams. Yeah. So that's four right there. You got the Bucs, the Saints, Atlanta. You know, they're, they're still a tough you game. You said NFC West or South? Yeah. West.
0: You're talking about the 49ers and Seahawks. Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah. I'm saying they got four I'm saying like in terms of playoffs, they got four teams. Then you got the Dallas Cowboys and the Washington Redskins, they're gonna be in the hunt. I'm missing one. Oh my god, Chicago, Green Bay, they're gonna be in the hunt, Minnesota's yeah. gonna be in the hunt. So it's so many teams that it's hard to aside from Tampa Bay and Green Bay, I feel like, because you know they have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Though there's there's so many teams that cannot make the playoffs just by one game, two game. I think it's hard to say a lot, especially getting a guy like James. Like I, we knew what Drew Brees was going to bring every year. Yeah. We don't know like what Jameis Winston is going to bring, so it's kind of like an anomaly. We don't know what's going to happen, but I think mm. everything is set in place for him to succeed.
0: No, I agree, and I think you know he is going to. I know you want to see me wrong, <laughs> but, but last year, you know, I, I said Tampa Bay was going to win the Super Bowl.
2: But you also, wait, 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 stop. Wait, say, he tried, he to, he tried to flex. He tried to flex. He only says the one. You also said one year Oakland was going to make the playoffs and the Jets. And you were wrong twice. Damn.
0: The Jets. No, 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 Jets, Jets, feel no, like no. I thought you just threw the
1: Jets in there. You probably just The Jets is a fan pick. Okay. The Raiders. <laughs> you, <laughs> I was going to say, Raiders, that sounds like a fan pick.
0: The Raiders for the last two years have have went six and four. So they were supposed to make the playoffs. I don't want to hear it's supposed to. You were wrong. No, 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 mm. but they just choked. I also said Ryan was going to revive his career. did. You right on that Tennessee was going to make the playoffs. I also said that. <laughs> I said
2: You did. I, I'm right. You said most, Tampa was gonna the win that. the division though. You definitely said that. You no, know, I said Tampa was gonna mm. win you the division. You was wrong. I was, I was right, right on, on that part.
0: No, no. Saints won a division, but even even when Tampa lost the division and even when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got blown out by the Saints and mm. everybody turned their backs on Tampa, I came on the show and I said <laughs> that does not matter. Mm. I mm. said it doesn't matter one bit. This does <laughs> not scare me because the Saints are a regular season team. Yeah. And then mm. they, they face in the playoffs. The Bucks beat him. And yeah. Drew Brees had a horrible performance. Yeah, so he I, mean, choked. I so in terms it's of a bad school, way to go out. I had the Bucks winning the Super Bowl since March last year. Like this time last year when they got Brady. Yeah. Like I like for a year straight, I had I had stayed strong in my pick. You was that was the, that was the one few. Once. But that
2: was the one few thing you stuck on from start yeah. to finish. Like you kind of you usually Jump in, you get more evidence. You like, yeah. nah. I got to jump off this train. I can't even stick with this one. That yeah. was the one you stuck with, so I give you that one.
1: Was it because of Brady that you were you had him as a lock? Because lot? of
2: Brady, only reason he stuck with it was because yep, of Brady. Because
3: of give
0: you Brady, because of Brady, but also because yeah. their team is really great. So yeah, I, I trust I'll give
2: them. you that though. You was right on that part. I give you that. So I mean, I,
1: I'm
0: he's telling he's you. nice with his
2: predictions. I can't. Yeah, lie. football. He got it. Yeah, so
0: he, he got it. I'm gonna say this. You know, I I do believe in Jameis Winston I, from the comments that I read about our Saints videos. It seems like Saints fans are split between Winston. He's the answer. He's not. Yeah. So I don't know if they're completely sold on him, but I think this is going to be the year that, you know, he finally reaches that potential that we all thought he was going to reach coming out of college. You know, I really believe in Jameis.
1: Who would they rather have, though? Like when you talk about Saints fans, you know, not being completely sold I would on say him, Taysom who would they Laird? rather have?
0: Taysom Hill are drafting a quarterback.
2: Really? Yeah. They love Taysom Hill. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah, so we'll see what happens, but Boys. this Poop. is <laughs> this is going to do it for this episode of the Pickaside podcast. Two hours and fifty minutes. So this Sheesh. was almost that a was two hours hour and fifty episode. minutes. Yeah, really? Yeah, Damn. these these episodes go by pretty quick. Not Sheesh, lie. they go really? by pretty quick. We we wasn't in the episode two hours and fifty. That's minutes. the NBA trade trade deadline topic. Took a, like forty minutes. Just it
3: didn't feel like it. Not at all. Yeah, it took four three minutes hours, just bro.
0: So, yeah, we thank everybody that's listening or that's watching live on YouTube right now. Today, we will not be taking in callers because we almost are hitting three hours and it's like 1030 p.m. where we're at right now. Mm. So thank you guys for listening. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Pick Aside Podcast on Twitter at Pick Aside Pod. And if you guys want to review us on Apple Podcasts, you guys can. We're going to read those reviews on the show Mm. and post it on our Instagram and also our guest, Reef Bailey. I know you know where it's at. Yes, I think it's the light like, blue one. Yeah. So we're going to shout out our guest, Reef Bailey. <laughs> thank he you, has thank a, you. He has a podcast of his own that
1: you can that find on correct. Apple
0: and, oh, was, and uh, i listen to it. Those Apple days, and dope. Spotify. It, bro. It's yeah. called the Reef Bailey podcast. So if you want to just plug yourself in real quick, you you can.
1: Appreciate that. Um, thank you guys for having me. Honored to be here. I had a great time. Um, like Joel said, yes, you can find my podcast, the Reef Bailey podcast on Spotify and Apple podcast. Um, you can follow me on socials, um, Sharif Bailey underscore Sharif spelled S-H-A-R-I-F. Um, and, and just show love. But yeah, I just want to thank you guys again for having me. Um, like I said, I'm a fan. I love what you guys are doing here. Keep it up. Um, and I'm just glad to be here. It's 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 been fun, and and I learned a lot from you guys. So thanks again.
0: So yeah, so thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.